The Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads, played by some of the biggest bands around the world from the trad scene and the band scene, including Ross Ainsley and Ali Hutton and their current world champions in Vararian District. So thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Well, hello there, and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are you all? And do you know what? This feels like forever since I've actually just sat down and had a conversation with you guys. It's been ages since I've been in my home studio, so it's just it's brilliant to be sitting in a soft chair, not running about all over the place like a lunatic. It's yeah, it's great to be back in the Big Rab Show studio. Awesome stuff. <clears throat> if anything, I hope you guys have managed to kind of, um, I don't know, appreciate, enjoy. I don't know what the right word is. But yeah, our last kind of flurry of content that we've had here on the Big Rab Show podcast has been quite a task to put together. All of our coverage from the world's piping live, all that sort of stuff. And it's still going. So, yeah, the topic of the week of this week, we're going to be bringing you even more coverage from Pipe and Live. What a crazy, insane week it was. And we're st- we've still got so much content to bring you guys. So, yeah, this week's podcast will be all about drumming for drinks. And, of course, that big pre-Worlds concert there by Scottish Power. So all sorts of awesomeness to come on this week's podcast. And, yeah, for those of you who have clicked support on Patreon, you guys... I cannot stress enough how much your support over on Patreon really does mean the world to us uh, because we are able to produce all of this content for this amazing podcast thanks to our supporters over on Patreon. So for those of you who've went over there and clicked on that support button, you get your hands on tons of extra stuff, loads of exclusive interviews, video clips and of course episodes of Big Rab Show Plus which never actually see the light of day anywhere else other than on patreon so yeah head along to the big rab show over there there on patreon and do consider clicking that support button because with uh, every click of support your five dollars a month get your hands on tons of extra stuff but it also really really helps us out here on the big rab show and trust me (laughs) every click is worth its weight in gold so we love our patreon faithful as you guys are now affectionately known as and yeah, all of our coverage from the World Championships, from Pipe and Live, from all of it could not have been possible without the Patreon support. So thank you to everyone who's clicked support. If you haven't yet, please consider doing it. Go over now to our Patreon page and click support. I think there, uh, the link and everything is in our show notes as we do every week. So yes, please do consider clicking that support button. And yeah, we would love to have your support and be part of the Patreon faithful Grant, now, I think, like I say, we're going to play a bit of catch-up on this week's podcast. We've got so much stuff to get caught up with, I feel I need an entire episode just called Catch-Up, to be honest. But we've got, yeah, we've just got so much material and content and stuff to bring you guys at the minute, it's kind of hard to keep up with it all. Fuse FM in Balamoni, we have been doing two hours worth of live radio each and every Tuesday. As you guys know... We broadcast live radio, live FM radio, around the northwest of Northern Ireland 
each and every week. That's two hours worth of bagpiping news and chat and music and just all sorts of great crack. And um, it's been relentless this last three or four weeks. As you guys can imagine, in the middle of world season and everything, our live radio show just took on a life of its own. All you guys were interacting there live on the air. It was brilliant seeing the amount of text messages coming in, Facebook messages, tweets and emails. Whew. I need a vacation. <laughs> but yeah, our Fuse FM Battle Money show had really blown up over this past few weeks. And it's just been incredible. So thank you to everyone who's been tuning in over there on Fuse. It's been just the best crack. And for people who don't know and have never listened to our Fuse FM Battle Money radio show, then you can go and listen live. All you have to do is go to thebigrabshow.com, our website. There is a link on there that you can click and it says uh, listen live. And that will take you directly into the radio station, Fuse FM, and you can listen to the station online. So, you need to tune in on a Tuesday night, 7pm UK time, so you can work out the time difference wherever you are. And, uh, yeah, 7pm UK time, you get two hours worth of bagpiping, uh, music, news and chat. It's just the best crack. So, by way of a shameless plug... That radio show on Fuse has just really been blowing up this last while. So go over there, check out what we're doing on Fuse each week. It's two hours worth of all sorts of bagpiping fun. It's great crack. Anyway, let's get into it. We've got so much listener mail to get caught up on. I honestly don't think we're going to get through to it. But thank you to everyone who has emailed us in. We have got a serious amount of listener mail, as you can imagine. That email address was biggrabshow at gmail.com, and a load of you have already emailed in. And this is just a short selection, actually, because I've got so much else to get crammed into on this podcast. So forgive me, guys. I do know that there's a slew of emails to get through, and we will do our best. Let's get through this quick selection, first of all. Here's one from Jackie Doyle, and he says, Hey, Rab, regarding the format of Grade 1 at this year's Worlds, he reckons that the two-day format worked well from a spectator perspective and that of all the bands because they were on an even or equal footing over four performances, and this showed in the level of preparation. I guess it did. So if this is not to be retained, then a pre-qualification should be handicapped based on previous year's results. Mm. Uh, Yeah, he says, looking at the Grade 1 arena, we could work like a pre-qualification kind of a deal. Um, I don't know about this, Jackie. We did try the whole pre-qualification thing before. Whenever we did, um, I think this was a good number of years ago, whenever the Worlds was one day and... The rule was that if you won your own national championship, then you could have a pre-Worlds qualification spot. Or depending on how your your competitive season was going, depending on how many points you racked up through the season, and you could be pre-qualified for the final and not have to go through that qualifier. Well, as we all know, that system didn't really work very well. And a lot of bands, especially international bands, who might not have had as many different championships to get to, especially big major championships, they were unfairly penalised. And especially bands from the United States and from Canada, where I do think the UK bands did have that unfair advantage with pre-qualification on some occasions. So the system we have now with the Friday and the Saturday... I have been chatting to a good lot of the guys involved in it and getting their opinions. And yes, they do agree with me that it is fairer. They do think that it does give bands a better shake where you have to play all four of your sets 
on the Saturday, both MSRs on the Saturday and the Friday, what am I talking about? Both MSRs and both medleys get a fair run. And you have 16 judges in total that give you the final result. So it is fairer mathematically, but it's absolutely grueling. Everyone I've spoke to who were in that grade one arena this past week, well, past week, this past time at the World Championships this year, were absolutely shattered. They were absolutely exhausted. And because it's an insane amount of concentration. Whenever you think of it, and you're constantly maintaining your instrument, trying to keep it dry, trying to keep it out of direct sunlight, you're trying to just keep yourself, you know, fueled and hydrated and, you know, make sure you have appropriate bathroom breaks. (laughs) Just everything, every little thing really counts whenever you're considering this is over two days. And everyone I spoke to involved in the grade one competition over those two days were absolutely shattered on the Saturday. They could not have played another tune if you had asked them to. And then we made them stand there in that arena for centre bands for the March past, and which seemed to take a lifetime. That's another podcast in itself. The March past at this year's Worlds was incredibly long, and the previous year was just the same, if not longer. I think even 2018's World Championship... Uh, March passed and the prize giving it finished under floodlights. It was ridiculously long. So I don't know. Perhaps we'll explore that, the March past and the finale and everything at the Worlds. How can we improve it? How can we make do it better so it flows better and just gets faster? You know what I mean? Because having those grade one guys stand there and playing six eights for almost three hours as every band marches on, it's it's too long. I, I'll put myself out there now for criticism. I honestly do think it's too long. It's, it's, I don't know. It's great to get everyone marching in. It's great to give everyone their time in the sun and the spotlight and all that. But I really feel sorry for those center bands that were standing there playing and playing and playing. And they were already knackered from two days of relentless competition. You know what I mean? So you guys involved in grade one competition at the Worlds, I really take my hat off to you. I think every one of you deserve a prize <laughs> because of the sheer uh, strenuous nature of what you had to go through over those two days. It was just simply amazing. So, Jackie, whenever you're talking about pre-qualification and everything like that, bringing it back to your email, I kind of get way laid there. Uh, mm, I don't know if pre-qualification actually works. It really depends how mathematically you're going to look at it, Jackie. So that's going to be an interesting one. Uh, So he also says the positioning of the Grade 1 Arena Circle could be located to the centre of the grandstands. I'm not quite sure what you mean there, Jackie, but the centre of the grandstands. It is quite central. It is right in the middle of things. However, they did extend the grandstands, grandstands this year. They extended them more further towards the VIP area, you know, where everyone's sitting having their tea and scones and all of that and watching Field Marshal walk past. So, yeah, they did extend the uh, grandstands this year. They were larger. Uh, perhaps, you know, if you decided to sit in the seats closer to the line, then you were further away from the circle as a result. So, I don't know. He also says access to the grandstands should be uh, tickets sold on the day. Too many empty seats on the Saturday, while the general cheap seats... Were for the free ones were standing about 20 deep. This is very common now, Jackie, to be honest. This is very, very common that the grandstands seem to always be empty. 
Even though whenever you go to the fella in the yellow jacket and says, Hey, mate, can I have a seat? Where's your ticket? And said, Well, I didn't know it was ticketed, but look at all those empty seats. Well, somebody with a ticket has bought that seat and just hasn't sat down. So, yeah. Where are all those ticket holders? Now, from what I've seen of the footage online, is those seats seem to fill during the medley performances, specifically up, up for the big three. The St. Lawrence, the Inverary, the Field Marshal. Those stands were packed. But whenever you look at the stands for PSNI, for 78th, for Loman and Clyde, there was very few sitting in the stands, which was really disheartening, to be honest. So, yeah, Jackie, I kind of agree with you. I think that the grandstand problem at the Grade 1 Arena certainly could be looked at. Why not open those seats up and just let people sit in there? You know what I mean? Why do they have to ticket it in the first place? I get it. They're probably making money from selling tickets for the grandstands, but dang it, they're standing 20, 30 people deep in the cheap standing area. I was standing there myself. I couldn't hear a thing. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Perhaps opening the arena, it will not be cost-effective for them. They'll not make as much money, but the seats will be filled, you know, and it would look so much better on the cameras. I'm going to be an advertisement in itself. Wow, look how popular piping is. That grandstand's packed. Do you know what I mean? Anyway. He also says a west-to-east prevailing wind tends to mean that the sound travels away from the general public. Should consider using speakers to amplify the sound in this area. No, Jackie, sorry, mate. I completely disagree with you. Uh, if you were to use speakers to amplify the sound, that would just echo all around that arena and completely distract the players, completely distract the judges, that would be a disaster. Now, granted, whenever I was there, yes, I deliberately stood in the cheap seats, as they call them, and where the public all stands there, to deliberately listen to St. Lawrence Atul when they come on to play their MSR in the morning. And the wind literally did just carry the music away, and I found it very hard to hear them. Now, granted, I was standing about 15 or 20 people back from the actual ring, and it was difficult to hear anyway. But whenever the wind was blowing, it was even harder to hear. So... Yeah, wind is a thing, weather is a thing, we can't really control it. But amplifying the sound around the arena using speakers for the audience? No, I have to kind of politely disagree with you there. Uh, also, he goes on to talk about the trade stalls. He said, wind was not as bad as expected. And unfortunately, the decision did not go the way of the traders. So, yeah, perhaps it was taken too hastily. I'd have to agree with you there. He also talks about the facilities. He says, The toilets this year were excellent, as always. But maybe put more picnic tables and chairs around the green. It's a long day to be on your feet, and especially in the catering areas. And that came from Jackie. Thank you, Jackie. So, yeah, there was a bit of a complaint saying there was very little places to sit down and all of that. Whenever you're bought your pint, there's nowhere to have a sit and all of that. So, yeah, perhaps, you know. But I think, all in all, the Trader Village was kind of decimated with this decision made by the Health and Safety Officer of Glasgow Life, which really had a detrimental effect on the entire event. A lot of people were saying that it kind of lost its atmosphere. It lost its kind of spark you know that you know if you were not a piping fan you could have spent all day around that trading village you could have had a look at all the you know wares for sale and everything i i, I know certain people in my life who are not piping fans and would spend forever in the trade village spend an absolute fortune and come home with bags and bags of shopping <laughs> so 
Yeah, it was a real miss this year with no trade village. It's still, I think, personally, a terrible decision. I think it could have been handled a lot better, managed a lot better. And, uh, yeah, fair play to the traders who still stuck their ground and managed to sell their wares out of the back of a car. I do know a lot of people who were just bringing their stuff in in boxes and selling it out of the box. (laughs) So, yeah, I think perhaps Glasgow Life had some lessons learnt here. Perhaps something we can look at for next year's Worlds. Hopefully, this won't happen again. And mm, we'll report on it. If we do hear any confirmed reports... Of what actually happened. We have heard so many different versions of the story. We've heard that it was the tent company who were to blame. We've heard it was squarely Glasgow Life who were to blame. Uh, So many other different stories involved in all of this Trader Village debacle. But yeah, we will get to the bottom of it. But unfortunately, we are still waiting on answers. And they're very, very slow in coming through. But we will continue chasing. Anyway, on to more listener mail. Uh, We've got one here from Joe Brady. Go on, Joe, you legend. You! Go on, Joe. Yes, the mighty Joe Brady. (laughs) What a legend. He says, I simply love the two-day format for the Grade 1 bands. Great to see both medleys and MSRs played. It sure makes it awfully tough for them with such a high standard. Exactly, Joe. That's just what I was saying. It was just the grueling kind of... It was almost a game of endurance. Do you know what I mean? Rather than skill and musical finesse, it was about just how long can you keep it going? <laughs> you know what I mean? Can you play two kick-butt medley sets followed by two kick-butt MSR sets, you know, and stretch it over two days? I don't know. It was an exercise in endurance, but yeah, it was really enjoyable as a spectator, I have to be honest. Um, he says, he's uh, moved this entire event indoors to a venue like the SEC in Glasgow. Weather should not be a part of the competition for any of the bands on the day. Love you, Rab. Ach, Joe, you're amazing, man. Love you too. Uh, but, yeah, this has been talked about before, about moving the championship into an indoor arena. Now... Yeah, this has been, I don't know, I think we've talked about this before, about possibly bringing major championships indoors. Uh, There's so many arguments for it, but there's also so many arguments against it. The Great Highland Bagpipe are an outdoor instrument. So is those snare drums we play. They are designed to be an outdoor instrument. And yes, I know some people hate it, but weather is a part of the game. You do learn how to maintain your instrument. Now, do I need to point you in the direction of what happened to St. Lawrence Atul on the Saturday? Has everybody seen the performances from St. Lawrence? Whoo! Oh my word! St. Lawrence Atul came on with their medley performance on the Saturday. And they had like five seasons in one performance. (laughs) But yet they still managed to hold a rock steady tone and played an absolute blinder. Now, if anyone is kind of in denial about weather being a factor, then you can look at other bands in the grade that may not have had a favourable run in the bad weather. But St. Lawrence Atul really stand out to me. You can actually see the players physically making adjustments to their playing, to their blowing, to maintain that sound. Don't believe me? Go back, have a watch, especially in the piping end. The drumming end... 
not so much those guys just let loose. They had the best time in there. And uh, as you heard from our interview with Stephen Crichton, those guys just came off with a massive smile on their face. Just enjoyed themselves immensely. But the Pipers, you can actually see some of them kind of bearing down and concentrating on their blowing, making sure that they maintain that tone as well as concentrating on their piping. Now, don't if you don't believe me, go back, have a look at the performance. Simply outstanding from St. Lawrence Atul. It, they came on, glorious sunshine. As soon as they were in the circle after the first part of their, their intro, then whoosh, it just emptied on them now i was there in glasgow and even i was thinking of ducking for cover it was really really heavy and i felt so bad for the guys at st lawrence even we looked up from the grandstand and we looked at the big screen and the rain was bouncing off the cameras it was ridiculous the judges even themselves jumped into their wee tents to try and get the plastic covers for their sheets for their clipboards meanwhile the band was all standing out there playing it was ridiculous so, all in all, go and watch it. It is part of the game, whether we like it or lump it. And managing that and managing the weather, doing all of that and taking care of all of the variables and still coming out on top, that's the game. That is the game. I know, as much as we may think, well, get rid of the variables, you know, get rid of all the temperature and wind and the rain and the hail, sleet and snow... But that's all part of it, you know? It's how everyone copes. Because as much as it rains and all of that in St. Lawrence's performance, there's bands in the final tuning area. They're getting rained on. There's guys who are tuning up way before they get near the final tuning, and they're all getting rained on as well. There's drummers all under trees trying to keep their drum heads dry. Every band in that park gets rained on, not just St. Lawrence. St. Lawrence may well be in that circle playing at that time, so people refer to them as the band that got rained on. Uh, but every band in that park got rained on, so we were all in the same boat. So, yeah, you know what I mean? It's a great leveller, I think. <laughs> but that's just my opinion. And I, uh, yeah, who am I? I'm not a bagpiping expert by any means. <laughs> so, we got another email here from Robert Larkham, and he says, Hey, Rob, you've mentioned it before, and watching the worlds had me thinking about all the pipers and drummers that play with bands internationally. An idea that you might enjoy is to have a big Rab Show foreign exchange contest. Find a band that would add a piper or drummer to their ranks for the worlds, and they designate an MSR and have the appropriate sheet music and scores, as well as a recorded piper for the drummer to play against. Also, have the pipers play the Big Rab Show hornpipe and the drummers play a score of your creation to that same hornpipe. Ooh, interesting. You and the band's pipe major and drum sergeant pick the winners to participate with that band. That could open up some doors for a USA or Canadian band to open the ranks for musicians in other countries to join for the North American Championships. Great job to you and the team on a great season, bringing music to us who cannot be there. Enjoyed your well, enjoy your well-deserved winter break. What winter break? I don't get a real winter break, Robert. He also says, and hope to hear you picked up the. St- and glad to hear that you picked up the sticks uh, again with a band next season. Yes, there has been a lot of talk about me lifting the sticks again. We'll chat about that in a wee second. But yeah, this idea of an international kind of like an exchange program kind of thing, there are an insane amount of players who are now flying in internationally to play with bands here in the UK. Now, whether that's because it's cost effective or, I don't know, perhaps it's seen if you play with a UK band, perhaps you have a better chance to win, that's been suggested. But 
I think it's more around the cost-effective kind of idea. If you're flying solo rather than having to fly 30 or 40 people across, it's obviously going to cost less. So, I don't know. We do have what is affectionately known as the Big Rab Show Matchmaking Service, which has now opened its doors, by the way. That's a shameless plug. The Big Rab Show Matchmaking Service is now open. We are very aware. There's tons of bands out there who are currently in recruitment mode. Loads here in Northern Ireland are all looking for players, and especially bands in Scotland and all of that. They're all recruiting at the moment. So, yes, if you are looking for a band to play with, then contact us in the Big Rab Show, and we'll get you in contact with any band and stuff. And also, if you're a band out there looking for players, then give us a shout, and we'll certainly advertise your band and get you just, hopefully get these players. Now, we do matchmake as well. So if you are wanting to lift the sticks or the chanter again, and you just don't know where you could go, or even if there's a band local to you, then, again, just contact us, bigrabshow at gmail.com, and we will do our best to dig around geographically and find one that's close to you. So, yeah, Big Rab Show matchmaking service. It's not quite the Big Rab Show foreign exchange contest that you suggested there, Robert, but, hey, it's a start. So, yeah, let's talk about me and North Texas, shall we? Yeah, for those of you who may have missed it, we have made the announcement that I will be lifting the sticks again. Yes, I made the announcement saying that I am going to be going to the Stone Mountain Highland Games. I think that's the correct name for it. And I will be playing in uh, North Texas Caledonia Pipe Band. So I cannot wait. If anything, this has all been happening over the space of this past month or two. I've just been lifting the sticks at home playing around, having a bit of a mess around, and yeah, I got scores sent to me and said, hey, have a go at this, and I had the MSR learnt pretty quickly, and then before I knew it, I was like, yeah, mate, come on, you can come play with us, so yes, it's happening. Big Rab Show, me, myself, and I, I am going to play at the Stone Mountain Highland Games, and I am all sorts of stupidly excited. Do you know why I'm excited? I'm I cannot wait to play with the guys at North Texas. They seem to be the most friendliest bunch of people I've ever met, and I haven't met any of them. I've only ever really chatted to them all online as we've been organizing all of this. Uh, But, yeah, an incredible bunch of people. And I'm so excited to see how piping and drumming works in the United States. I've said this before. Uh, I think we even done a couple of podcasts on this about piping and drumming in the United States. And this is my one chance to go and see it in person. I cannot wait to see how this operates. I've been told so much about Stone Mountain that, you know, I almost feel like I've been there. I've been told that it's a real fantastic event, like great venue, and loads of bands actually appear to this. You know, they actually go there and compete. So I'm dead excited for this. I can't wait to see it. And if anything, if any of you guys out there are going to Stone Mountain Highland Games... Please get in contact with us at the Big Rab Show. Just email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com. I would love to meet you all there if possible. Yes. So, yeah, it's all happening then in October. That won't be long because considering we're now in, what, September? So it's only about a month or so away. So, yeah, Stone Mountain Highland Games, I will be there. And, of course, there will be no show without Punch. I will be producing an episode or two of the Big Rab Show podcast from there as well. So all of you guys living here in the UK, you can hear for yourselves just how I get on over there. (laughs) I'm dead excited. I know people keep asking me, oh, well, you know, why? And do you know why? 
that my brutally honest answer is I just wanted to play again. And that's just the truth. I think I asked the question here before on the podcast about my credibility as a broadcaster and all of this kind of stuff and my impartiality in the bagpiping world because at the minute I am not playing for anyone and you know I'm not competing against anyone at the moment and I can now sit back and look at it impartially as a spectator without any bias. Now I did ask the question that if I did lift the sticks again, would you guys feel that I would somehow be damaging my reputation or, you know, have zero credibility and all of this kind of stuff? That I kind of just overthought everything. And the amount of emails I've got in from everyone, bigrabshowgmail.com, all told me to shut up and lift the sticks again and just have fun. And that's exactly what I did. I started playing in the house just playing any old set I could, four four six eights, high jigs, hornpipes, stress bays that I used to play years ago, and uh, just had the best time, you know, and even if I've been working away on the Rhythm Monster website as well, shameless plug for them, but yeah, the guys at Rhythm Monster have really got me back playing again, and just give me that bug for learning again, and yeah, having a lot of fun working on the Rhythm Monster website, some serious content up on there, I'm just enjoying playing again. And that's just being honest with you. It's not that I want to go in and start winning prizes all around the place and start beating the socks off everyone and then gloating about it on the radio. No, it's the complete opposite. I just want to play for the joy of playing. And that's exactly where I am right now. And uh, I hope that you guys don't think that this will damage my credibility and whether I will be biased and all of this. I really hope that's not the case. Uh, And if it does happen and you guys do feel that there is a bias creeping in there in any of my coverage, then please be the first person to let me know and then I could certainly try and rein that in. But for now, I am so excited to be going to the United States to see how piping and drumming works over there. I have been kind of... I don't know. (laughs) I have been in the UK piping scene since I was no age. Since I was... Yeah, a toddler, I have been involved in the UK piping scene. I haven't been anywhere else. And like I said on previous podcasts about piping in the USA, I was dead excited to see how it all works over there. And this is my opportunity to see it firsthand. And I'm so excited. So I can't thank the guys at North Texas enough for this opportunity. It's simply amazing. Cannot wait to be a part of it. To go out there, play a few tunes, have the best time, and then catch up with all of you guys over there in the United States, hopefully. It'll just be the best crack. So I cannot wait for Stone Mountain. I hope to see you all there. If you are going, then like I said, please do get in contact with us. We'd love to hear from you and hopefully meet up with you when we're over there. Now, of course... The Big Rab Show, we are who we are and we like doing Facebook live streaming and we love doing podcasts and episodes for the radio and all that sort of stuff. So, if you're out there and would like to help, because at the minute I'll be there on my own, (laughs) and yeah, whenever we're producing things here in the UK, we have a team of people here in the UK, but I'll be going to Stone Mountain Highland Games, I will be competing as part of a band, uh, so my time would be limited. So I can't really cover as much of the competition as I may have liked to. So perhaps if anyone out there who is going to Stone Mountain would like to help me with the coverage and stuff, then definitely get in contact with me. Particularly, I would love to hear from you. All sorts of awesomeness. Okay, 
that's enough about just how excited I am about going to Stone Mountain and playing with the guys at North Texas. Time to fly on. Time to get into some actual bagpiping news. Now, the World Championships has closed its doors and we have crowned our world champions. And that's it for another year. And now it's time for silly season. Now it's time for all the news to drop that bands have been holding on to. Okay, don't announce this until after the Worlds and then suddenly, boom, all the news just seems to fly out within the series of like two weeks. And it's been relentless. (laughs) So, let's start at the start then, shall we? Glasgow Police, pipe band, as you guys know, Grade 1 Giants, incredible band, made a bit of an announcement just today, actually, as we're recording this podcast. Yeah, Grade 1 Glasgow Police have elevated Alistair McLaren from pipe sergeant to the position of pipe major. Now, this is following incumbent Ian McPherson having to move away from Glasgow area after several years in what he described as a caretaker role. So we did always kind of think that Alistair would move into that pipe major role at Glasgow Polis, and here he is. He's now made the jump to pipe major, and I think, by all accounts, the guys at Glasgow Police are all sorts of excited to see Alistair there. So, as you guys may not know, Alistair is a native of Perth and Australia. Australia! Uh, McLaren, he managed to join as a pipe sergeant back in 2017 after, of course, had a tenure there at Field Marshal Montgomery. He also runs the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland for several years before finally moving to Scotland and becoming a member of the... Uh, he was a, uh, Before moving to Scotland... What am I talking about, Rob? Read your script. Yeah, he was... <laughs> before moving to Scotland, he was a member of the Western Australian Police Pipe Band. Now, he's been quoted as... Uh, he's honoured to be appointed to the position of Pipe Major. And as a young piper growing up in Perth and Australia, the Strathclyde Police Pipe Band, as it was known then, were one of the top bands which inspired him throughout his musical journey. And now to have the opportunity to lead such an important and iconic band is a great opportunity and a privilege. Wow. Now, when you put it like that, Alistair, you're not wrong, mate. That is a huge role in the bagpiping world. So, wow. So, good luck to you, mate. I'm dead excited to see uh, what happens at Glasgow Police. If anything, I was really excited to see your guys uh, run at this year's Worlds. Actually, your Friday performance was outstanding. So go and check that out if you can. Uh, So, yeah, Glasgow Police, new pipe major. Yeah, that's going to be really interesting. If anything, when new pipe major announcements come along, it means a massive shake-up in the band and a whole new change of direction. So will we see a whole new musical direction for Glasgow Police, who are normally kind of very traditional and technical in their playing? They may well now take a more musical slant. It would be very interesting to watch. Very, very interesting. So good luck to Alistair and to everyone at Glasgow Police. Congratulations on your new appointment of your PM. And we can't wait to see you in the circle next year. Another such band who has introduced a new pipe major. Yeah, New Rawson District. New Rawson District have a brand new pipe major. Uh, now, I will probably butcher this surname, but I know his name is Kieran. <laughs> Kieran McMurtry, I think it is. Which is kind of the Irish version of Murphy. So forgive me, Kieran, if I have butchered your name. Terribly sorry, but yes. So Kieran is now the new pipe major of New Rawson District. Now, Kieran, as we all know, has been involved in the bagpiping scene for years, years and years. In fact, he was also he was a member at a time of St Lawrence Atul in two, year two thousand. Yeah, 
the new pack major at New Rosslyn District is Kieran McMurcha. And congratulations. So we're dead excited to see the work the new pack major at New Ross will do. And if anything, we all know that their drum corps are incredibly strong. So seeing a brand new pipe major at the helm... This could mean big changes again at New Ross. And the New Ross and District have never been outcounted, never outgunned kind of thing. But dead excited to see what this new PM will bring as a musical change for them. So, mm, dead exciting stuff. Can't all wait to see what he's going to bring there. All sorts of awesomeness. Speaking of a new pipe major, another one has been announced for the Scottish Fire and Rescue Pipe Band. Yep, their grade 4 band actually have announced a new pipe major, Andrew Foster. Congratulations, Andrew. Now, for those of you who know him, Andrew, who's been playing with the Grade 2 band there for this past three seasons. So, he's making the step down from the Grade 2 band to take over the Grade 4 band. He started off his career with Clyde Valley, then he moved to Lanarkin District, and then he became Pipe Sergeant, and then playing with Deeside Caledonia in Grade 2, before joining Scottish Fire and Rescue Service Pipe Band. So, he'll be taking over the helm at the Grade 4 band. And all sorts of exciting to see what the Grade 4 guys will be doing from Scottish Fire and Rescue. So many new pipe major announcements. <sighs> Let's fly on. Loads more news to get through. One such story is ourselves here on the Big Rab Show. We have a little bit of news. Yes, we are carrying out a silent charity auction. We are raising money for the Children's Cancer Unit there in the City Hospital in Belfast. This is in conjunction with Gary Smith. Now, you guys might remember the event that's held over this past couple of years, the Kids with Cancer Charity Night. So, yes, it's an incredible night. We've had two different podcasts from it now with who's who of the bagpiping world are there and, yeah, helping raise money for this incredible charity. So, we have something quite special that we are auctioning off for charity. This is all being done through the Big Rab Show at gmail.com or, yeah, email address. So, we have two t-shirts and these are quite special. Every pipe major and every drum sergeant that competed in the Grade 1 Arena at the 2019 World Championships have signed these t-shirts. Go along now to the Big Rab Show Facebook page. The photographs are up there of the two shirts uh, with all of the signatures on them. So you have the likes of uh, Mick O'Neill, Stephen McWhorter, Stephen Crichton, a lot of big names, Gordon Bryant. So many big names, snare drummers. Plus you also have all your pipe mains. You have Chris Armstrong, Stuart Little, Richard Parks, Alan Tully. You have all those signatures all there. And I have to say it's simply a piece of pipe band history. All those, yeah... Pipe majors and drum sergeants have signed these two t-shirts and we are auctioning them both off for charity. Now it's being done by a silent auction. So if you do want to place a bid and you're not successful, we will email you back and let you know. But if you are successful in your bid, we will let you know as well and tell you what position you are in in the auction. So yes, it's yeah, it's being kept quiet. Nobody knows how who's bidding what until the final victor kind of yeah we will announce who actually wins the shirts at the end of it so yeah if you'd like to place a bid on one of these t-shirts or both of them i think both of them are being auctioned off as as a lot uh so yeah consider raising some money for charity 
you know, head along now, email us, bigrabshow at gmail.com, and let us know how much you would bid for these two amazing t-shirts. I think even one of them has a little piece of Glasgow Green on there. I think one of them was actually dropped, <laughs> mistakenly, in the signing process. Uh, so there's a little bit of Glasgow Green mud on there. So what a thing to have on your practice room wall. Eh? Imagine sitting practicing away through your GDEs, and then you look up in the wall... And there's these two shirts signed by some of the big bagpiping giants in the world. You know, Alan Bevan. And, oh, come on. They're so, yeah, I'm looking at these shirts here right in front of me right now. And I even I don't want to get rid of them. You know, I want them on my wall, dang it. Uh, but, yeah, you know, this is for charity. So we're hoping to raise as much money as we can for the children's cancer unit there at the city hospital. It's an incredible charity. And, uh, yeah, we are very happy to support it. So... Do hold along to the Big Rab Show on Facebook and you can see the photographs of those shirts up there now. And yeah, consider placing a bid. Like I said, every penny that is raised through this auction, um, you don't pay unless you win. So like, like I said, you know, if you win the shirts, that's when you pay. Uh, so just in case you're worried. Uh, but every penny raised for this will go to the Kids Cancer Unit Charity and go and support, supporting that amazing cause. So there you go. Please go and consider that. Okay. The 2020 Pipe Band Championship dates have been released. Yay! Yay. <laughs> the 2020 Pipe Band Championship dates are now announced and you guys need to put these in your calendar for next year. I already have done. I have my holidays all booked off from work already. And uh, yeah, I can't wait for next year. So running through the, the result, not the results, but the uh, the lists for next year. I love lists. The British Championships will be opening things up on the 23rd of May in Paisley. So 23rd of May for the British. The UK Championships will be back to Lurgan. Uh-oh. Bring your snorkel. Yeah, you'll need flippers and welly boots and all sorts of rain and wet paraphernalia. That was horrible. The UK this year was shockingly bad. But yeah, the UK Championships in Lurgan on the 13th of June. Get that in your calendar. Now, the European Championships themselves are heading back to Inverness. And that's on the 27th of June. So that's the Euros on the 27th of June. The Scottish Championships then, of course, are in back in Dumbarton. Which is the big pre-Worlds major that we all look forward to. And that's the 25th of July. So right at the tail end of July, 25th is in Dumbarton. That one is a must event for all piping fans because it's the last time all the bands have a good crack at each other before the big game, the Worlds, which is on the 14th and 15th of August next year. So get that in your calendar. Start booking flights. Go and get your hotels. Now. And I'm not kidding, by the way. I know people who have flights and hotels booked already for next year's Worlds. They, they even booked them before they left Glasgow. <laughs> at this year's Worlds. So they were leaving as well as checking in and booking for next year. So, yeah, 14th and 15th of August next year, the World Championships. And again, people will go, oh, they're keeping the two-day format. Yes, they're keeping the two-day format. And unless things change at the AGM this year. But for now, it's two days. 14th, 15th of August, the big in Glasgow. The world's get her booked. So, Torpicken and Bathgate Pipe Band are looking for a new lead drummer. Yes, believe it or not, Torpicken and Bathgate are, yeah, are recruiting and they're recruiting in one of their big posts. 
Yes. So if you're interested in taking out the drum corps of Terpikin, then get in contact with them. Uh, yeah, their pipe major currently is Zach Stinson, and they want to work with you through the 2020 season. Yes, so get in contact with them over their social media, all that sort of stuff. Applicants apparently need not necessarily have experience of leading a drum corps, but should have a track record of playing in the higher grades of RSPBA and have enthusiasm, drive and ability to demonstrate good interpersonal and leadership skills. There you go, that's quite a resume. So, yeah, if you do fancy being the new lead tipper of Tarpekin and Bathgate, then they do want to hear from you. You can contact them via their social media, or you can email zachstimson1 at gmail.com. Or, of course, you can get in contact with ourselves, The Big Rab Show, and we will put you in contact. There you go. So, Tarpekin and Bathgate need a new lead tipper, and it could be you. So, shout out to Campbell College. Yes, Campbell College, big school here in the city of Belfast, have celebrated their 125th anniversary. Now, why is this special? Why is it on the Big Rab Show? Well, Campbell College, as you guys know, have their very own pipes and drums. They have a pipe band, and they have been involved in all sorts of celebrations over this past week. Of None one so much as piping in front of Belfast City Hall, which was lit up in green and everything, which just looked incredible, all in honour of Campbell College celebrating their 125th anniversary. Now, also helping them celebrate that anniversary was members of the Cleanham Memorial. It was also members of the National Youth Pipe Band of Australia. They were there as well. The Yeah, the celebration footage and everything that the guys from Campbell College Pipes and Drums have been uploaded, it's just been brilliant. So I've been really enjoying seeing all of your celebrations of your 125th anniversary. And from all of us here on the Big Rap Show, congratulations. Happy birthday, 125 years old. Yay. Okay. <laughs> okay, flying on. There is a drum major variety concert. This will be held in Balnamore in Antandragi on Saturday the 21st of September and doors open at 7.30. Everybody is welcome and there will be live music by Jimmy Riddle. Also, there will be uh, all sorts of little stalls and all that sort of stuff and a charity collection for cancer research as well. Tickets are six quid and under 16s are free. There you go. So go along, help support that amazing event and hopefully raise some money for cancer research in the process. There you go. Not bad at all. All right. Speaking of the National Youth Pipe Band of Australia, I just kind of dropped that in there in conversation, didn't I? Yeah, the National Youth Pipe Band of Australia are over here in Northern Ireland. Yay! I'm all sorts of stupidly excited to see them. Yes, they're over here, of course, to be a part of the Belfast International Tattoo. All these incredible kids from the National Youth Band of Australia. I cannot wait to see them because they are so incredibly talented. Yes, these guys are very similar to the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland, who will also be here for the Belfast Tattoo. And yes, I can't wait to catch up with them. But now, the guys from Australia have been enjoying themselves far too much here in Northern Ireland, and they have been hanging out with kind of pipe band royalty. Yes, Richard Parks himself, Dr. Richard Parks, MBE, have been hanging out with the guys of the National Youth Pipe Band of Australia. And if anything, it seems kind of awesome uh, because Field Marshal actually managed to loan them their drums. Yeah, so you see in photographs online at the moment of the National Youth Pipe Band of Australia playing Field Marshal Montgomery drums, which is 
just amazing seeing these kids playing the big silver sparkly snare drums. Just class. So, yeah, like I said, the Belfast International Tattoo is this weekend in the SSE Arena in Belfast. I'm sure you guys are sick of hearing me talking about it. I'm all sorts of dead excited for it. It's just going to be ridiculously good fun. Of course, I will be backstage grabbing all sorts of backstage goodness. And hopefully, I'll be bringing that on a future podcast. So, be prepared. There will be some Belfast Tattoo content. So, of course, if you're listening to this on the day of recording, tickets are still currently available with 50% off all available all remaining seats. So... Do consider, if you are wanting to go, go and grab them now. Go along to the BelfastInternationalTattoo.com, which is a big address. But you can go along, grab tickets now at half price, and this event is going to be off the chisane. We have Campbell College Pipes and Drums that I just mentioned. We also have the... uh, Ulster Scots Novice or the Ulster Scots Juvenile Pipe Band will be there. We have the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland and Australia will be there, as well as having the Belfast Tattoo Pipes and Drums, which are a collection of pipers and drummers from all over Northern Ireland. I am all sorts of excited for the tattoo this year. Can you tell? It's just ridiculously good fun, and it's this weekend. So uh, that's what I'll be at this weekend. Dead excited. Speaking of this weekend as well, this Saturday, the 7th of September, is the deadline for getting your entry forms in for the All-Ireland Solo Championships. Yes, the pipe band season may well have closed its doors, but the solo season has opened their doors. So, entry forms for your All-Ireland Solo Piping and Drumming Championships 2019 need to be handed in with RSPBA Northern Ireland Headquarters or IPBA no later than noon on Saturday the 7th of September. So depending on when you're listening to this, that deadline may have already passed. But yeah, 7th of September, get your entry forms in for the All-Ireland Solos, which this year will be held in Lusk National School in County Dublin. and That's on the 21st of September. There you go. So I'm dead excited for the All-Ireland Solos. Now, the All Ireland solos will be wrapped off in style. Yeah, because as you spend all day competing at the solos, then you can finish off your weekend with going to see Fred Morrison. Oh my god! Fred! Fred Morrison, the legend! Is coming to Dublin. He'll be performing at the Liberty Hall Theatre in Dublin City itself. September the 21st. Thank you to St. Joseph's Pipe Band who will be hosting this amazing night. Tickets are still available. You can go and get them now from the Liberty Hall Theatre box office or you can contact any member of St. Joseph's Pipe Band. And they're 15 euro, I think, a ticket. So, uh, yeah, us on the Rab Show, we managed to give away a pair of tickets there not on the show this week. So, awesomeness. Just by listening to the show, you could have got two free tickets. But, hey, there you go. <laughs> you had to be tuned in on Fuse. So, Fred Morrison, the bagpiping legend, or as some people call him, the Jimi Hendrix of the bagpiping piping world will be in dublin that weekend of the all ireland solos on the 21st so that's what a way to wrap off a weekend that's incredible good stuff okay piping live then as we're talking about dates and everything for your calendar we did say that the world championships is the 14th and 15th of august well as you can imagine piping live have another announcement saying that they are starting on saturday the 8th of august running through to sunday the 16th so if you have a calendar in front of you get that noted down piping live the 8th of august through to the 16th there you go i already have it in my calendar i already uh, may have looked at flights and all that sort of stuff so yes it's my christmas every year and i cannot wait 
Also, another date kind of thingy that was announced was the Swiss Pipe Band Championships. Yeah, this got sent to us through on the Rab Show Facebook page and asking us to announce this. The 25th and 26th of April next year sees the Swiss Pipe Band Championships. Woo! There's also a solo piping competition and solo drumming competition as well. So, all sorts of amazing. So, get that in your calendar, the 25th and 26th of April. And as we get more details about this uh, Swiss Pipe Band Championships, then we will definitely be in contact with you all and letting you all know the goodness. Wouldn't it be great to go to Switzerland to see that? Hmm. As well as seeing pipe and drumming in the States, go and see it in Switzerland. Awesomeness. On the 9th of November, coming just around the corner, is the Levi Invitational Freestyle Solo Drumming Event, which is absolutely sold out. (laughs) You cannot get tickets for this thing anywhere. It is just jam-packed. You can't get tickets. So why am I even talking about it on the podcast? Well, the reason is, is that us here on The Big Rab Show, along with a load of others from the bagpiping world, we are sponsors of this incredible charity fundraising event. And as a result, because The Rab Show are sponsors of the event, we have been given permission to live stream the goings-on from this incredible freestyle solo drumming event. And we cannot wait for this. The 9th of November, get yourselves onto the Rab Show Facebook page as we will be live streaming content and performances and all amazing stuff coming from this incredible event. We cannot wait. And, oh, We'll talk more about that as we get closer to the event itself, but that's another date for your diary. Speaking of dates for diaries... Like, didn't I say there was so much news dropped this past couple of weeks? Well, yeah. On October the 26th in Blair Castle and Blair Athol in Scotland. Yes, you know I'm going to be talking about the 2019 Glenfiddich Solo Championships. Yes, the full lineup for this year's Glenfiddich has finally been announced. And... It kind of reads as a who's who of the solo piping world. This year has been incredibly interesting in the solo piping world, uh, with meetings going from the Argyleshire Gathering to the Bratch Gorn to the Clasp to all sorts of incredible different championships, with everyone earning themselves a spot at this year's Glenfiddich, which is basically like the World Cup of solo piping. Like, I think. I don't know. <laughs> you guys could probably... This stuff and rap got drunk. <laughs> Okay, we have Niall Stewart, we have Ian Spears, Connor Sinclair, Gordon McCready, Stuart Little, Jack Lee, Finley Johnson, Andrew Hayes, Glenn Brown, and Callum Beaumont. There you go. Now, Callum, I think, was the last one to earn his spot there at this year's Glenfiddich by picking himself up a win at the Northern Meeting. Uh, he won the clasp there at the Northern Meeting. And I think he also won the overall championship in London as well. So... Congratulations to Callum and thank everyone who has earned themselves a spot at Glenfiddich. These guys are the creme de la creme. They are the top of the solo piping game and they're there for a reason. And the Glenfiddich Championship each and every year is a real highlight in the solo piping calendar. Now some would argue that it's not the biggest championship in the solo piping scene. Some would argue that perhaps it is the gold medal. Some would argue perhaps there is others out there. But yeah, I don't know. I would argue and I would say Glenfiddich is possibly my favourite one. Now, the whole event itself has always been live-streamed online for this past two or three years by a company called Inner Ear. Now, we haven't heard anything yet from the company, Inner Ear, whether they will be uh, live-streaming anything from this year's Glenfiddich. So whether you can tune in at home and enjoy uh, a Peabrook performance by Jack Lee or an MSR from Gordon McCready. 
We don't know yet. We have to wait and see. Uh, Yeah, we're waiting in our ear to put out a link or something, a little morsel of information to let us know that they're live streaming. But as soon as we hear anything, you can rest assured you will be told here on the Big Rab Show podcast, as always. Yes, so as soon as we get a live link or any news on live streaming for the Glenfiddich, we will let you know because we will be tuning in with our box of popcorn, sitting watching every second of it. Okay, flying on then in Big Rab Show news. We have launched the Big Rab Show Awards 2019. Yay! (laughs) I love the Big Rab Show Awards, in case you can't tell. I absolutely love this. Now, the Big Rab Show Awards, we've been running this now for like three years straight, I think. Well, nearly four years, I think. And um, each and every year, it just gets bigger. Now... Those of you who don't know what the Big Rab Show Awards are, you can go back and listen to previous episodes of the Rab Show podcast where we talk all about the Rab Show Awards. Where basically this award ceremony thing is all ran by you guys. I keep saying this and it's 100% true. We open up the categories and we tell you guys out there in the bagpiping world, go and nominate your favourite. Who do you think should be nominated in each category? Now, we have categories in there. I'm not going to list them all, but we have coolest bass drum, best flourishing, best social media, best live event, best beard, best you know coolest drums things like that go and check it out it's all up there now on the bigrabshow.com there's a big picture where you can just click on and it says click here to submit your nomination and away you go and you can fill out the form and yeah if you believe that the winner of the legend award should be joe brady or if you think that the best beard of the year should be andy fusco or if you think the best flourishing should go to the Vale of Athol or St. Lawrence or, you know, if you want your own particular favourite to win a Big Rab Show award, the only way to do that is you need to nominate them. I can't stress that enough. We ourselves on the Big Rab Show, we do not pick the nominations. You guys do, alright? We do whittle it down to a final five in each category, however. Based on the nominations that are received, we whittle it down to about five in each category and then we let you guys vote. It's all open for public vote. It's open for public nomination. These are awards run by you guys, the piping public. So any complaints that comes in, we have to squarely point the finger back at you and say, well, maybe your favorite didn't win because did you nominate them and did you vote for them? So, yeah, do you know what I mean? (laughs) At the minute, I can say our nominations have been open for best part of a week. And we have received well over 500 nominations so far in all of the categories. So it's just crazy the amount of nominations that are coming through at the moment. So thank you to everyone who's been placing nominations. Uh, But if you haven't yet and you do have friends out there that you think could possibly nominate your band or your particular favorite pick, then tell them. Go to thebigrabshow.com right now and place your nominations before everything closes, which I think is next weekend, I think, by all accounts. So, go along now, thebigrabshow.com, and place your nomination 
for the Big Rab Show Awards. Then we will, of course, announce all of the final nominees on Fuse FM Live. We will tell you all who's nominated and who you can go and vote for. And then the voting will be open. And then you guys can run your own campaigns and try and get your favourite to win an award. There you go. Now, I have to stress there is no monetary value involved. We're not going to be making anyone millionaires. Uh, But, yeah, you do have bragging rights. Do you know what I mean? You're able to walk into the band hall and go, Hey! I'm a Rab Show Award winner. <laughs> so, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah. Good luck to everyone in the Big Rab Show Awards this year. Please do tell your mates to go and nominate your favourites. All that sort of stuff. Big Rab Show Awards are here. 2019. Go and nominate your favourites now. BigRabShow.com Alright, one final little bit of piping news before we fly on. Is the Air Pipe Band Society are holding a bit of a fundraiser, a charity fundraising dance actually going to be held in Fairfield House in Air Town itself. On the 28th of September, doors open at 7.30 and tickets are available from airpipeband.com uh, or you can get them via their Facebook page as well. You'll have live music into the small hours as well as a hot and cold buffet and tickets are 12 quid. Children under 16 are 8 pounds or half, yeah, so 8 quid. I can't even do maths. Yeah, children under 6 16 or 8 pounds what's wrong with me Uh, do you know what it is I think I need a cup of tea (laughs) it's almost time for topic of the week and I need a cup of tea anyway before I go and get a cup of tea and start this week's topic of the week I need to mention a couple of promotions that we have here on the Big Rab Show they have been going great guns at the moment and like I just mentioned earlier about me being back playing again I'm using one of those services myself and it's simply brilliant Yes, RhythmMonster.com. We have a special promotion code with those guys. Big Rab Monster for 10% off. So if you do want to sign up for even a monthly or an annual subscription to the guys at Rhythm Monster, then go and use our promotion code and get 10% off. Now, trust me, these guys are doing some really exciting things in the drumming world. And I can't tell you on air what they have planned, but I did get a little sneak peek of some of the stuff that they're going to be bringing at the tail end of this year and the start of next and oh baby it looks good so yeah i'm dead excited to see the work that the guys at rhythm monster are doing at the moment and that will also be a future podcast as well so that you'll get to enjoy that and hear what's happening with the guys at rhythm monster uh but yes use our promo code big grab monster and get 10 percent off at the checkout whenever you're ordering and signing up and you need to sign up because it's awesome also, don't forget to go to thebigrabshow.com forward slash dojo for your 30-day premium membership trial. Now, for those of you who are picking up the channel for the first time and wanting to learn online, or if you're already an established player and you've been playing for a good number of years, then the Piper's Dojo still has something for you. It has such a huge back catalogue of material. It's just ridiculous. As well as live lessons, you have access to the tutors one-on-one. You have all sorts of Ah, come on. I can't even begin to just tell you just how wide and varied the topic range is on Piper's Dojo. It's just simply amazing. If anything, you'll need an instructional video just on how to 
navigate everything that's on that site. It's just ridiculous. You'll get access to, of course, all the private messenger groups and the Facebook groups and all of that sort of stuff, as well as all the daily challenges or the live lessons, which are brilliant, which are kind of one-on-one tuition with some of the best pipers in the world. And yeah, Piper's Dojo is second to none. So if you would like to check it out for yourself, you can do completely for free. Go along to thebigrabshow.com forward slash dojo. You can go and check it out for 30 days. Have a test drive. If at the end of 30 days you would like to keep it on and actually sign up and get an account and keep your learning journey going, then great. Brilliant stuff. We've introduced more people to learning our amazing instrument, and that's what it's all about. So go along, check it out, thebigrabshow.com forward slash dojo, and you can take your 30-day trial and, yeah, check it out for yourself. Don't even take my word for it, all right? Just go and check it out. Whoop, hit the mic, ding. Go and check it out, pipersdojo.com. Uh, pipersdojo.com what am I talking about thebigrabshow.com forward slash dojo there you go <laughs> uh, right too many slip ups too many mistakes uh, but it's good to be back uh, stuff that Rob got wrong eh class alright I think it's time for me to go and get myself a big cup of tea it's time for the topic of the week LoneStarPiper.com, serving the piping and drumming community in the United States for over 10 years. Featuring R.G. Hardy's full line of bagpipes, including Henderson's, and Gallic theme lines of kilts and doublets, and bespoke Highland wear, including sparns and cap badges. LoneStarPiper.com, offer tailored payment plans on any set of bagpipes. If your drum corps needs a new look, then they can help you with a full custom design from Andante Drums and custom bass heads from Evans and Remo. Lone Star Piper will also be distributing the latest Axial line from the British Drum Company. If you have any questions about any of the major brands they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. The Big Rap Show on Fuse FM, Balmain. Tuesday nights, 7pm to 9 they are the show for the piping folk, reflecting everything from the bagpiping world. Celtic music, folk music, solo piping, and of course, pipe bands. Bagpipes are your thing? Tune in to The Big Rap Show. The Big Rap Show, Tuesday nights, 7 till 9, on Fuse FM, Balamone. Hello, this is Fred Morrison, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Yes, indeed. Time for the topic of the week. And yes, you may have guessed it by the title of this week's episode. We are hanging out backstage at the Scottish Power Concert just ahead of the World Championships. And we managed to get talking to some of the biggest in the piping game. It was just awesome. Yeah, so thank you to Stephen, of course, from the Grace No Vortex podcast, who hung out backstage with the guys and managed to grab a couple of interviews for us. So... I'm not going to keep you any longer. I've kept you in suspense enough. It's been almost, what, an hour or something? And you've lasted this long? Yeah. And you've just said to yourself, I just wanted to tune in and hear the interviews. Shut up, Rob. Well, okay. I'll shut up. <laughs> so, yeah. Here is Stephen from the Grace Note Vortex podcast hanging out backstage at the Scottish Power Concert. 
So we're here with the man who needs no introduction, Chris Armstrong, but we'll give him an introduction anyway. Uh, grade 1 Pipe Major for the Scottish Power Pipe Band. Chris, how are things going today? Ah, good so far. Um, we're just kind of in the middle of getting set up here, sort of being patient to get, it comes to our time to get on stage for sound check and things like that, so... The uh, stress levels are manageable for now. <laughs> so far. So far, though. Yeah. So, uh, what can we expect from the concert tonight, uh, tomorrow night even? Anything special? Anything you're really looking forward to playing? Or is it all kind of under wraps at the moment? No, I mean, it's, it's not under wraps. We're just, it's the usual. I mean, I, I try, when we do things like this, concerts and, and, and stuff that's not co- competition, is just to try to get a good, right good mix of music. Something that... that hopefully the audience is going to enjoy listening to, be able to get into, you know, um, that's not hardcore pipe band, sort sure. of, that sort of stuff. So, yeah, sure, we've got all that kind of thing going on as well. Um, but we've got, you know, we've, we've sort of got um, Rura up on stage with us uh, and a few other guys, Big Finley McDonald and John Mohern and some other guys in there as well. So hopefully what, what that's going to give us is, is a, a night of mm-hmm. good music that people are going to be able to enjoy and go away and remember for a while to come. You know? OK, perfect. Um, now, has this all solely been your vision or has it been sort of a big collaboration between yourself, Jake, Finley McDonald, Rura? What tends to happen, uh, again, when we do stuff like this is Finley's a very good friend of mine and I worked alongside Finley at the Pine Centre for a good number of years. Um, so him and I have uh, a lot of similar ideas on, on you know, what, what, what we consider to be good music and things like that. Um, so when, when we were asked uh, to do the concert again, I spoke to Finley and the thing kind of just evolved. He said, and, you know, he suggested, why, why don't we... Why do we see if Rura are evol- invo- available to get involved in, and stuff like that? So it just kind of evolved and took shape from that. The sets, the pieces that we're going to play, particularly in the second half, which is where uh, Rura, Rura will be uh, heavily involved, uh, just have just kind of taken shape, you know, deciding on the music. We wanted to try and create a second half that flows from start to finish. So it's not a piece, then another piece, and then another piece. So we wanted it to sort of take some kind of shape so that it. Uh, so that hopefully it, well, certainly from our point of view, it makes sense and it flows from start to finish. Um, so that's kind of what, what we've arrived with. That's, that's, it just kind of took shape rather than being, you know, full-on structured, we're going to do X, Y and Z. Um, and a lot of the arrangements and things like that have been uh, put together by uh, Rura, by Stephen Blake and uh, John and, and Finley and, and these guys, you know. There's certainly a lot of buzz about the concert for World Week anyway. I'm um, just hearing from the guys, it's potentially one of the biggest sold-out pre-world concerts. Wow. Uh, ever right. since pre-world concerts have started, you know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. That's, uh, that, that's a really that's good fantastic, thing. fantastic. Yeah. Um, and I've noticed you've got a few of the Triant Street alumni uh, in the Pipe Corps this year. That's um, right, yeah. Are they fitting in well? Um, yeah. have, you added, have you added many more additions to the band? Um, so there's the guys there from Dyco, uh, and they're all fitting in fine, you know. They've got a good work ethic, which is what it's all about mm-hmm. at the end of the day. You know, they, they turn up, they know the stuff, you know, their pipes are going, and they're putting the work in at home, which is what this... That's all you can ask, really. Mm. So, yeah, they, they, they've been a good addition in the band. Um, and Jake's got a few new faces in there as well, which I believe has been a good thing. I mean, you know, great, smart, fantastic result for them at the last major championship there. So I think I think he's pretty happy with how things are going his end as well. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been... Um, 
it's been a good season so far with a lot of positives and, and, and things like that. And just as, as always, as everybody does, just trying to make sure we're continuing to work hard and, and produce our best, you know, that's what it's all about. That's our focus. And you've been pipe major of the band since 2005, is that right? So I joined uh, the band in the winter of 2005. Um, so 2006 was my first season, mm-hmm. Season, yeah, that's right. So coming up ne- nearly 19 years that's it, at yeah. the helm. Um, would you imagine you would still be there? After so many years, and is the was this all part of the plan, or has it all just kind of evolved, and you've just been enjoying it as you've been going along? It's a bit, of, it's a bit of all of that, I would say. You know, I mean, there was no. When I say there's no long term plan, I did set out and say that right, I'll be in this band for X many years, sure. and that's you know I want to make sure I've achieved X in, the, in that time frame. Um, it was just about you know joining the band. It seemed like an excellent opportunity um, to 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 sort of try and uh, go after you know um, with the interview process and all that which was pretty intense but um, <laughs> I still remember it very clearly um, but the, 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 under, the underlying thing has always been to try to produce the best that we are capable of um, you know the results are what they are um, we we, you can't achieve, hope to achieve anything without putting in a performance first and that's the way I've always thought about that with my own playing mm-hmm. um, and certainly with the band and all the rest of it so it's always just been a, my, my, it's a very serious business as, as we all know um, but I, you know we've, I'm always thinking and conscious of that as trying to perform mm-hmm. um, but more recently and I think it's probably a symptom of getting a wee bit older now and maybe a bit of the daftness <laughs> starting to leave me but is is is. At the same time as doing that is there has to be a strong element of enjoyment about it. Otherwise, what's the point, Mm -hmm. you know? So um, certainly in the last maybe three or four years, I've realised that if I'm not enjoying this, then why would I be doing it? Sure. And I'm certainly enjoying it, otherwise I wouldn't still be doing it, you know? Um, So there's there's, there's definitely a strong element of that came into it now. as well as, as, as they try to perform and whatnot as well. You know? Yeah, I think everyone would agree. Most, probably 90% of the pipe band world, you know, it's a hobby. So, yeah. you know, if you're not enjoying it's a very, your hobby, very serious hobby. Very serious uh, hobby. Very serious hobby. And, and we all invest a lot of time and effort into it, you know. Um, but you've got to have that element of enjoyment about it. Otherwise, you know, why would you do it? I mean, you're not getting paid for it. There's no monetary gain, gain from doing it. So, you know, you wouldn't stand here and b- bang your head off this wall repeatedly <laughs> without at some point very, very quickly asking like yourself, why am I doing this? You know? So that's, that's the way I sort of look at it. Um, now, more, more so nowadays. Um, and I'm still enjoying it as much as I ever have done. So that's, you know, and I can't see that changing anytime soon. Oh, fantastic. Um, so the band has got a lot of longevity. So, you know, obviously Roddy McLeod had the band for a lot of years, yourself took it over. Um, what do you think pushes that on? Is it just a strong heritage? Uh, does the sponsorship help in any way to kind of keep the band going? Or is that just a sort of like just a nice sort of bonus to kind of help? We have a very, very good, um, strong partnership with Scottish Power, the company. Um, and that is um, something that, that we're, we're very proud of, actually, because it, uh, it, it, when I say it's good partnership, is you know we, we, we play at engagements, corporate events, and things like that. Um, we go overseas to play for the company back with um, in Spain, where the, the parent parent company Iberdrola is, oh, and things fantastic. like that. So there's there's you know it's not every other weekend, so it's not like every time. Ti- every <laughs> it's not you intense, know we're not yeah. it's not intense, um, but there's some there's some good. Uh, trips that we've had um, that we wouldn't we wouldn't have had otherwise um, if that partnership hadn't been there. I mean, obviously the partnership um, goes way way beyond a monetary value, mm-hmm. 
Um, but the, the sponsorship that, that, that we get uh, goes a long way to helping us run the band and do a lot of the things that, that we want to do um, and, um, and whatnot as well. Like bringing Rura in to, 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 to help with the mm-hmm. concert and, and the other guys and all that and being able to let them get on my range and stuff and all that. That's a, that's a lot to do with, with the partnership and, and, and the sponsorship, you know. So it's a fantastic thing for the band to have. Um, it takes... I mean, I've played in bands since I was six years old, mm. right? So I've been in bands where I've had to, um, you know, go out around the streets, mm. playing round about the, the, the streets of Bog Hall, where I grew up, rattling cans, trapping people's... Uh, done, done, packing, done all that stuff. All that, done all yeah, that all stuff. And whilst it was fun, it's a hard, hard way mm. to, to have to raise funds. And... Um, we are very, very, very fortunate to, to have the partnership that we have. That, that, that means that we don't we don't have to do uh, that kind of thing, you know. Um, so it's definitely um, it's definitely a, a huge part of it for us. Uh, and this is the thirtieth anniversary of the partnership. So it goes way back to like nineteen eighty nine mm-hmm. when I was what nine years old. Um, so. It's, it's a long I, th- I mean I think it must be one of the longest standing partnerships other than the likes of Glasgow Police and things like that yeah, um, that there is certainly with, with, a, with a big corporate company and a pipe band mm. um, so I mean that shows you that it stood that, that, that amount of time that test of 30 years um, shows you that there is a, is a pretty strong connection there between the band and the company you know? mm-hmm. uh, so the band are well British Championships last year uh, current uh, drumming championships from Dumbarton um, second place at the Worlds last year fantastic achievement uh, well it wasn't last year it was 2012 I was on the RSPB website this yeah. morning trying to, try to get my facts yeah, and figures yeah. in place uh, I think like, we were oh. fourth last year fourth maybe last year I think we were fourth last year but it was 2012 we were second second yeah. Um, yeah. so hopes for the weekend predictions for the weekend I won't give you any predictions no um, no one wants well, to give a prediction well, the, because you can you know <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's a very very difficult thing to especially if you're involved in in, a, in, in the in the, uh, in the actual competition mm-hmm. yourself you know I mean you want you want basically to play as well as you possibly can and that's already like I said uh, earlier there it's about performing you can't hope to achieve anything without mm-hmm. a performance mm-hmm. um, so our main focus for the weekend is to play as, po- as well as we possible as well as I know we can mm-hmm. um, and then anything else outside of that is, is mm-hmm. completely with our control so mm-hmm. you know if we can play to the best that we can we can come off and I can manage at least half a smile then <laughs> I'll be quite happy with that, you know. <laughs> Great stuff. Um, so what are your thoughts on Grade 1 at the moment? We've got the Friday qualifiers. Well, they're not even qualifiers anymore. It's a Friday performance. Mm-hmm. And the RSPB have had to rejig for the eventuality of having something like a five, six-way tie. Any thoughts on that at the moment? Or Not much, to be honest. I mean, I think I, I said uh, a few months ago that, I, to be honest, the current format or prior to that it being changed for this year I quite like it the fact that you've got the, the, the two performances on the Friday and then the two performances on the Saturday previously with it being the qualifier um, it was a good opportunity to get for for the bands to get out go for a bit of steam you know hopefully maybe settle a bit of nerves and things like that prior to to the, to the final for you there's some sound checking um you know, prior to the to the to the, the, the big day on the Saturday, this this year it's slightly different because all four of these performances are going to count, and I think again it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But there's a bit more pressure on everybody on the Friday to, to make sure that they're sustaining a, a, a standard of performance across those four runs now. Um, so it'll be a bit more intense than it has in previous years, I, I would imagine. Um, but 
it can only be a good thing. You know, it can only be a good thing. You're, and your 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 final result's going to be based on four four separate outcomes mm. rather than two. Rather so than just two, I, yeah. I suppose in a, in a way, I mean, you could go and do all the the math the maths yeah, behind it and all this yeah, stuff, yeah. but you know, it um, hopefully we'll, we'll we'll see that. Um, the best band wins on the day and that but that's what everybody wants you know that, that's that's what it comes down to you know well chris thank you very much for your time we'll wrap this up and i need to ask you one final question which is a big rap show staple where that gets asked to every guest what is your favorite cheese uh cathedral city cathedral city nice excellent one. nice yep. one well all best for the concert cheers. tomorrow night and all the best for the weekend thanks very much cheers so i'm standing here with jake jorgensen Grade 1 lead drummer for Scottish Power Pipe Band. We've managed to find a quiet space while Rura are sound checking on the stage. So, Jake, thank you for taking the time to chat to us at the Big Grab Show You're today. You're welcome. Uh, first of all, how's it all going today? How are you feeling? You're looking forward to the concert? It's all, uh, we've just started sound checking um, an hour or so ago, and it's, it's, it's all, we're just trying to find the right balance between pipes and drums and uh, making sure everything can be heard clearly and nothing's overpowering. Um, and in terms of the rehearsal stuff, we've not actually started rehearsing, but the, it's all, <laughs> all the preparation for the rehearsal. Yeah, yeah, but we've we've done a lot of work over the, the winter and leading up to today, and we'll be doing a lot, a lot of work later on today on actually rehearsing the sets. And, but everything's where it needs to be at the moment. It's, it's just a matter of just running through it and making sure everybody's happy and confident. Okay, perfect. Are there any particular parts of the concert you're looking forward to and look, looking forward to debuting for the public? Would you say? Yeah, um, there's, we've got a, quite a, a variety of things going on. We've got a Breton set, which uh, has been put together by two of our Breton players, uh, a piper and a snare drummer, and they've, they've, they've put all the music together for that. Um, so that's quite different. And in terms of the style of drumming, it's very different for, for, for us. Um, I'm not Scottish, but Scottish <laughs> snare drummers. <laughs> You're pr- to, practically Scottish by now, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> to get our hands around that, that, that's been a bit of a, a challenge. Um, so, but it's it's good fun to do something that's new and different. Um, other than that, um, I'm looking forward to playing with uh, Rura, uh, who are a great band, obviously, um, and playing some good some good traditional music. Excellent. Yeah, they seem to be adding a nice a nice dynamic into the into the repertoire there, just from just from what I'm hearing yeah. with them um, sound checking. Um, so you've been lead drummer of the band since. 2014 played a concert with the band in 2015. How's it all been going the last sort of five years? Um, was there a plan when you originally took over the band? Is the is there a plan you're sticking to, or are you just kind of evolving it season by season? Yeah, no, there wasn't a five-year plan. As many people go on about five-year plans <laughs> and ten-year plans, I didn't really have anything like that. Um, the main thing for me is that you're always improving, and from from each rehearsal to the next, from each year to the next, that you're always you're always getting better mm-hmm. and if you're achieving that then uh, as far as I'm concerned you're you're going in the right direction and everything's going well mm-hmm. you know and you've got quite a good relationship with uh, Chris in terms of putting together medleys and MSRs and things yes uh, uh, <clears throat> Chris is great to work with he's um, he's he's certainly one of a kind <laughs> <laughs> as I'm sure I'm sure he would say the same about me we're both a bit um, intense I guess or can be but um, we get on great and I I love the music he puts together and I always know where I have Chris that's what I really like about him as a pipe major I you know he he speaks his mind and you know he doesn't uh, beat about the bush Mm -hmm. when it comes to tricky conversations and Mm -hmm. that's really helpful Uh, I find that easy to deal with Mm -hmm. it's almost easier in a way to kind of it is yeah yeah Yeah. sometimes you, you you kind of take a step back and think 
okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, um, but no, he's great. He, he is great. I, I love working with him. And have you got a few new additions into your uh, to your drum corps this year? And are they fitting in well and managing to sort of pick up the stuff? Yeah, I think we've had uh, three or four new players. I can't remember off the top of my head. There's, mm. there's been a bit of movement. Um, one or two have departed and some new ones have come in. So mm. the core's, I think, the same size as last year, about 11 mm. uh, snare drummers and seven tenors in the bass. Okay, excellent. Um, and looking forward to the weekend, obviously, uh, four circles, two on the Friday, two on the Saturday. How do you feel about it kind of going back to the old way where it's an aggregate of four circles as opposed to a qualifier and then a final? Do you think it's uh, a better way of working? There's a lot of debate about this. I, I, I simply just like the idea that more judges are involved in coming up with the end result. I think, I think that will... I'm sure... I think it's a good thing. I think it's a very positive thing. Ah, good. And uh, congratulations on the uh, Scottish Drumming Champions Thank you. Uh, at Dumbarton. Must be a nice boost for the band uh, oh. leading up to the World Championships. Any predictions for the weekend or any hopes and dreams for the weekend? I think there's one that's quite obvious. But... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all want to win it, don't we? So, but um, no, there's no, I don't like to predict, try and predict <laughs> and things. No, nobody and, does. Because <laughs> there's so many things that are completely unpredictable. For example, the weather and when it comes to judging music, it's very much down to a personal preference. And um, when it, you know, at the, the highest level, um, I, th- I, th- I think um, often it comes down to what the judge prefers to listen to, rather than you know how sure how yeah. well you play. I, that's not. I'm, I'm not saying that judges don't get it right or don't <laughs> look for the right things or you know don't yeah do things right. I'm, I'm just saying that we all have a. A musical style that we like and, and a, a, a musical approach to the way and um, I, I think that's that's probably ends up weighing more than anything else I think uh, in yeah. the overall I think we've all said in the past it's quite a, such a subjective it is that's, I, I guess that's thing. what I'm trying to get to mm. it, it's subjective mm. yeah and so it's, it's you know but it's great that's what music is all about and you're still enjoying it Loving it, yeah. Excellent, good. So, if you were to pass somebody on the street tonight and they haven't bought a ticket for the show, what's the one sentence you would sum up the concert in order to convince the people to come in and buy a ticket? I would say you've probably missed it because I think it's actually sold out. But I, th- I think you could be right. <laughs> um, to convince them, you'd be in for a treat with a lot of great music. In for um, a treat, love it. Yeah, yeah, a lot of work's got into it and the band's going great at the moment, so... Um, you wouldn't be wasting your money. Excellent, good. So thank you for taking the time again, Jake. Uh, just going to wrap it up. There's a final question we always ask on the Big Rap Show to all of our guests. What is your favourite cheese? It's got to be the Danish Havarti. Ah, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> but good stuff, Jake. Thanks very much and all the best uh, for the concert and all the best for the weekend. Pleasure, thank you. So I'm sitting here. I found another quiet spot. And I'm sitting here with Kurt McIntosh, who is... I'll describe him as the man behind the scenes, but Kurt, in your own words, tell us who you are, what you do, and what you are to do with uh, the Pre-Worlds concert. No bother, how are you doing? Um, yeah, I am the Glasgow Sky committee member who's responsible for putting on the concert behind the scenes. Uh, so I'm a playing, man, playing member of the Sky, the Pipe Sergeant in the Sky, um, and I took over running the concert, uh, it's my fourth year now. So what I do is liaise with the bands at outset, talk to them about their requirements for the concert and over the, the year or so in advance that we organise these things for, we make sure everything comes together in terms of programming, lighting, sound and making sure that they're 
all their needs are catered for. So, quite a stressful job then? Uh, not for nine months of the year, it's not. <laughs> uh, leading up to the last two or three months, it can be quite a challenge because you've got the deadlines for, for programmes, for advertisers, uh, last-minute changes to running orders and requirements. So you genuinely find it's very quiet, runs along fine, and then the last two or three months can be a bit hectic, yeah. So did you volunteer for the job, or was it volunteered for you? <laughs> well, we had, I think over the, the, the 10, this is our 25th year of putting oh, wow. on a pre-Worlds concert. So there's been lots of guys before me, and the, there was a, a treasurer of the band, Dougie Orr, who ran it for many years before I came on board. Uh, Dougie left the band, um, as I say, four years ago, and I had the pleasure of taking over. Uh, so, yeah, thoroughly enjoy it. It's good, but there's a lot of efforts behind the scenes as well, especially on the night itself. We'll have probably 15 to 17 volunteers on the night from the band who come along and help uh, just doing for programmes and raffles and making sure everything, everything runs smoothly on the night. So it's a team effort. So how many people behind the scenes would you say are there in organising? So a lot of people probably aren't aware of how much work goes into the concert, not even just on the night, but as you said, the nine months leading up to it. it it's strange because sometimes you moan about how much work it is and there's a lot of stuff to do, but actually... It's, it's something that because you do it all yourself and it follows a pattern, it's easier to do. I think if, if lots of people were involved in little tiny bits of it, it doesn't work as well. So uh, me, I'm the main contact for, for this year for Chris and for Jake and for anybody else in terms of his extended party for sound and liaison with the concert hall. If it all comes through me, then we know where we are with it. And I think that that's why it works. So I tend to be the, the sole person who does it all the way through the year to the week before and then we say to the guys in the band right on the night the concert who's coming along and as I say we usually get about 17 people on the night to help and support it mm -hmm. Excellent so would you say you're almost you're welcomed into the inner circle of the plannings of the concert before anybody else outside of Scottish Power or any of the bands that are involved in the concert? I, I wouldn't even dream <laughs> of saying that I'm in the inner core of Chris and Jake and what they're doing in the concert but I'm aware of what they're doing I say when, when we sign up a band, and there's very few bands I think that can do this, because it's a huge challenge and a huge commitment, but when we sign up the band, we set the sort of criteria for the length of repertoire that they need to do, so we liaise one there, and so they then, around the parameters that we put in place, he builds his own repertoire. Um, but I don't have inside knowledge of what they're going to do. I have the, the beauty, of the same as you today, of sitting behind the scenes and mm. listening to the rehearsals and things, but the, he has carte blanche and all the bands have carte blanche on the actual material they use in a day-to-day -day for the concert. So for the last four years you've been doing it, has it been getting an easier job to do? Or is it just as, is, is it much the same level of sort of work and contact and... Without, else. without giving away any trade secrets, some bands in the past have been more organised than <laughs> others. Um, but it's, it's very easy, they make it very easy for you because they are ultimate professionals in what they do. And the, the ones I, I have looked after, they've been fantastic. And it makes you so appreciative of the, of the level of professionalism that they, they actually put into these things and the work and the effort they put into it is absolutely frightening. So they make my job very, very easy. And my job is to make their jobs stress-free as well from when they get here. Uh, and that's why I sit here for two days with them, just to handle any last-minute changes that are required. And said to share, Pipe Sergeant of the Glasgow Sky, also a grade one pipe band, um, does this take a lot of time away from the band for you, especially the weeks leading up to uh, the Worlds, or is it a, a, not, a fun not, balance? No, not really. As a, as a pipe core, the only 
the only thing that we, it does affect us this week is we can't have a practice on a Wednesday night because mm-hmm. the, the band's here. So, but we'll have a normal with a, a Saturday practice. Unfortunately, we couldn't get to North Berwick because of the threat of the weather. So we had a very good practice on Saturday. We'll practice Tuesday and Thursday as normal and then Friday and Saturday for the big one. So no, we, we tend, we've got lots of volunteers in the band who do this, the concert thing behind the scenes so it doesn't really impact on our day-to-day stuff as a band no and the band obviously they've had a recent upgrade to grade one is it two years three years two now years now. two years now in grade one uh, and is everyone still enjoying it it's still still enjoying the challenge because it is a big step we're loving it and i think as most people will tell you it's always got this grade one is a graveyard you come up from a very successful grade two the sky won the worlds in 2017 and the big fear is you start to lose people because they're not winning prizes anymore. But I think uh, you and Arthur and entire everybody in the band, we've got this, the mantra is we're there to enjoy the music. So if we know we're getting better, we're getting tighter and we're enjoying what we're doing, it doesn't really matter where we come. We always, yeah, we're ambitious, we're, we really want to climb that leaderboard, but as you know yourself, the standard in grade one in the last couple of years so is just yeah. frightening. Mm-hmm. That's really good. So you think the band's got sort of good, like you say, a good mantra of we don't need to be winning things in the first couple of years it's a it's a it's a progressive Absolutely. increase in, Absolutely. The, in the I think I think anybody that's listening to the band you know we're very successful in grade two as I said but the band has t- taken leaps forward over the last couple of years so we're, we're producing music at a far higher level than mm-hmm. we were a couple of years ago mm-hmm. so if the band continues to progress in that manner mm-hmm. then then we're all happy mm-hmm. good um, so I'm speaking to a lot of grade one players uh, over the last few weeks and everyone seems to quite like this idea of it's almost going back to the old format of an aggregate of the four circles as opposed to a qualifier on the Friday some bands get knocked out and then so many bands on the Saturday are you in that sort of camp of you think it's a better way of doing it or were you not really bothered either way no I I love it (laughs) I think especially from the sky where we were always going to be challenging to be playing (laughs) not challenging to be playing on the Saturday Uh, I think it's very harsh for some of we're here to be an inclusive it's a worldwide uh, event, so for me, asking foreign bands to travel here, and it's it's not just any foreign bands, it's the guys who are working harder than, you know, the very, very top level, at top of their game, to come here and run the risk of not playing on the big stage in front of everybody on the Saturday, I think that's the wrong message to send, mm-hmm. so I'm delighted it's gone to the two days. Okay, perfect. Well, Kurt, thank you very much for taking the time. Uh, out your day your busy day to have a wee chat not a problem so we're going to wrap it up with the standard end of interview big rap show question what is your favourite cheese (laughs) (laughs) my favourite cheese ask me a bit of Stilton bit of Stilton excellent proper stinky cheese (laughs) (laughs) well thanks very much Kurt all the best for the concert tomorrow and all the best for the weekend cheers Stephen wow there you have it Thank you, Stephen. Those interviews were amazing, mate. Thank you. And if anything, I think the reports that we had gotten from the Scottish Power concert was just second to none. You guys know that if any pipe band hits that stage in the Glasgow Royal Concert Hall, they are going to bring you a good show. And Scottish Power did not disappoint. They just knocked it out of the park. Wow. What a performance. And a load of you guys actually were asking me, was it recorded? Do we think there'll be an album made of this or even a DVD, all that sort of stuff? Well, we can tell you there were mics all over the stage and there were kind of sound baffles all over the place. So there may well possibly have been a recording made. We don't know, really. There could have just been like ambient mics and stuff to throw the sound around the venue a bit more. We don't know is the long and short of it. But if we go by what's went before, the Field Marshal Montgomery had their big Impact concert. That was recorded, was released as an album. 
Shots and Dykehead had their big Rise concert. It was recorded, released as an album. You know, you noticing the pattern here. And we also have St. Lawrence Tool who had Tourist Cure, and that was released as an album. So mm, I'm not saying that it will be an album, but hey, I'm I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Anyone connected with Scottish Power Pipe Band, if you can let us know whether it'll be released as an album, that would be great. So there you go. Grand. So that was great to hang out with the guys at Scottish Power. Thank you so much for having us there backstage. It was just the best crack. And I think Stephen really, really, really enjoyed himself. <laughs> yeah, Stephen, I think you had the best time, mate, and thank you again for grabbing those interviews. Now, Stephen was still, again, furiously hard at work at Drumming for Drinks. You guys know about Drumming for Drinks by now. It's a massive event during the Pipe and Life Festival held on the Wednesday in Todd's Bar. And it just seems to be growing and growing and getting better each and every year. Now, Stephen and Deej from the Big Rab Show team were there. Now, Deej was taking care of all of our live streaming work on our Facebook page, where all the performances from Drumming for Drinks were all up there on our Facebook page, along with all of the results. Everything that happened on stage at Drumming for Drinks is on the Big Rab Show Facebook page. You can go back now, look over all the performances for yourself, and you can be your own judge. Those performances are up there. Some of them are just simply amazing. So, yeah, Stephen managed, however, to hang out backstage and managed to chat to some of the organisers of this incredible event. Hello once again Big Rap Show, Stephen Russell from Grace Note Vortex here. Today, myself and Deej are at Drumming for Drinks here at the Lord Todd's Bar in Glasgow during Piping Live. So we're going to be live streaming throughout the day. Going to be catching up with Jim Kilpatrick, with Tyler Fry, with Scott Curry, a few of the other guys. They're here, of course, promoting the British Drum Company and their new Axial Drums. So we'll get a chat to all the performers after they've played, get a chat with the big wigs of the day. And yeah, looking forward to having a, having a great day. So I'm here standing at Drummer for Drinks with the man, the legend himself, Tyler Fry. How are we doing today? I'm doing very well, uh, Big Rab Guy. How are you doing? <laughs> very well, man, very well. I still don't know his name, but I'm calling him Big Rab Guy. Big Rab Guy will do just now. <laughs> I know you're not Big Rab. <laughs> no, so. that, definitely, definitely not the man himself. No. Um, so, here we are, Drumming for Drinks. How's it all shaping up for this no, year? No, this is, uh, I think this is going to be our biggest and best year yet. Um, we've got, I think, roughly, how many do we have? I think 17, 17 is it 17 of the 17. top? Wow. top in my opinion, some of the top professional and amateur uh, drummers from all across Northern Ireland, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, America, and Northern Ireland. <laughs> so, and I mean, I, I didn't mean to leave that one last. Save the best, Save the best for, for last. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. how did the event start and how okay. has it evolved over the years? Yeah, uh, listen, um, Scott Curran and I have always been, we've always kind of just been excited about trying different things, all right? So, I remember sitting on a plane. Uh, with Scott coming back from Glasgow, we were flying to Newark, and I can't remember where we were on onwards to from there. Um, but long and the short is, um, we realized that the, the flight had margaritas. Excellent. And um, yeah, which was Scott's a big fan of. <laughs> and, uh, and I've been living in Texas, so they're not quite the same. And, you know, I don't have quite the same thrill. Um, but anyways, so we, we you know, after about the, the ninth or tenth, we had this brilliant idea. You know, and there's a lot of brilliant ideas that come out, you know, come out after some margaritas. Absolutely. Um, but long and the short is, um, we came up with this concept um, of, you know, five minutes with up to five guys to do what, literally whatever you want. And um, that was back in, I think it was 2006, 
Um, there wasn't really much or anything like it anywhere in the world at the time. Um, we know it's not rocket science, but um, we certainly know we, uh, at least traditionally, we couldn't rely on our pipe in associations to, to try new things, at least competitively yeah, yeah. at the time. Um, so we decided to try this, and here we are. We sell this out every year. Uh, we fill up Todd's bar. <laughs> Probably the crappiest hall possible, but, but the coolest. Does that make sense? So, right in the center, right in the middle of it all. Yeah. It is right in the center of the city, but, 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 but genuinely, um, it's like a beer tent atmosphere uh, where everyone just lets, everyone literally just lets their hair down. This is a midweek let your hair down, um, to use nice words, um, for, for World's Week. So, we're, yeah, we're really excited about everything today. Excellent. Great stuff. And um, has it changed much from the initial sort of conception of the idea, or is, is the format pretty much... We've kept the same, same format yeah. right from the get-go. You know, uh, five minutes with up to five guys to do literally whatever you want. Any, you know, any, any accompaniment you want. Bagpipes, you want, you want keyboards, you want bloody, you know... Uh, I think we have drum majors here today. I don't know if I'm allowed to reveal that yet, but <laughs> literally anything goes here. Um, and uh, we've tried to stay true to that. Um, so what would you say is the most... Throughout the 13 years. Either out there idea or out there performance or most ridiculous performance you've ever seen. <laughs> oh, is, man! Is, is there anyone uh, that sticks out? Oh, God. I, I remember year one, Steve Foley essentially... Um, do, he, he, I don't know how to say this, but he essentially did a strip show um, <laughs> from a rain cape. <laughs> he ended up in his underwear at the very end. Um, but I've seen, oh, I've seen countless things over the last 13 years. Um, the, the amazing thing is always intermixed with really, really, really good drumming. Um, so it's, it's kind of it's just kind of neat to see guys uh, who are good drummers also being good performers or uh, showmen, if right. you will. Excellent, great stuff. And uh, I've noticed as well we're doing big promotion today for the Axial yeah. new drums. Yep. Tell us a bit about them? Yeah, so the Brit- we're, we're honoured to have the British Drum Company on board this year um, as, our, as our primary sponsor of the event. Um, so they've just launched the Axel snare drum, bass and tenor drum, um, which we really just had a chance to, um, to, to really start using this week. Um, really, really impressed. Um, we're insanely, uh, you know, we're, we're honoured to have their support here today. Um, none of this could be going on without their support. And I know that the, the viewers, will, well, hopefully they'll have a chance to see on the, the you know, some of the video feeds um, the whole room is just lined up with all these new drums, you know, and all these custom, beautiful, gorgeous finishes. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited to see what the fu- you know what, what, what's in store for the future in terms of these drums, but certainly in terms of our relationship and innovation with the British Drum Company. We think it's uh, it's kind of a match made in heaven. These guys are out of the box thinkers. Um, hopefully like us. Um, I'm getting old, so it's getting a little tougher than it used to you know, be. A little tougher to be open-minded and innovative than it used to be. But, but um, no, no, it's, it's, it's a good fit. Um, the company's really at the forefront. Um, at least they're, they're, they're willing to try new things and not stick with the status quo. Uh, and I think it fits perfectly with the vision of what we're trying to do with our event here. Yeah, it sounds really, really good. Yeah. So, of course, Pipe and Live, we're leading up to the big one at the weekend, the yeah. World Championships. Yep. Not playing with the band yourself this year at the moment? Believe it or not, I am actually. Oh, um, uh, yeah, it's kind of, I, I don't know whether it's the best, worst kept, best secret, uh, <laughs> um, but I'm actually playing bass drum this year uh, with Hawthorne City, their grade two band oh, from Australia. Of course, yeah. It's, it's, uh, the, year, the band's over 100 years old, and it's their first time ever coming to Scotland to compete um, so there was I don't know what the situation was the bass drummer wasn't able to make it um, I originally kind of they, they threw the opportunity at me I kind of just kind of eh, yeah I went no no and then I thought about it I went you know I've always kind of wanted to play bass drum <laughs> And so here I am, back out of years 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 retirement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, yeah, so it's, it's a little tough. The sticks are a lot bigger. They're a lot heavier. I, I, uh, I can't quite be the same. Uh, that being said, I am the center of attention in the band. <laughs> some of them sure you hate. Yeah, oh, oh, devastated. Uh, but I can't, you know, I can't, I can't flail those things around like I'm used to, you know, like without really.
really hurting myself <laughs> and uh, and probably getting a balking from the from the pipe majors. So so I've had to really tone it down. So while I'm talking about you know being out there and innovative and you know I've had to really hold myself back to just you know try to just be a really good band or ensemble uh, a guy. So we'll see how it goes on Saturday. Um, I have no expectation. I just really just excited that you know, to, to help Stevie Shedden out, um, who's their new lead drummer this year. Um, and literally, I'm just excited about the opportunity to play bass drum at the World Championships for the first time in my life. I couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a pretty calm guy. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, don't show emotion well. <laughs> um, so you've been out of the sort of like the, the grade one scene for. Yeah. When, when did you last the play last, Scot- uh, Spirit of Scotland? It was 2016. Um, so that was the last time I played tenor drum at the World Championships. Um, I, to be honest, I'm just happy just doing everything I've been doing on the sidelines um, with the company and with innovation and everyone else. Um, but but that being said, I. Once you got the bug, you got the bug. <laughs> and here I am. So could this be an unofficial exclusive Tyler Fry coming back into the competition? I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I've watched you know Phil Collins and other guys retire about ten times, right? <laughs> yeah, and his most recent one was a Not Dead Yet tour. I'm 38, and uh, I'm not dead yet. So, but, you know, I'm happy to play this year, and we'll, we'll see what the future, you know, what happens in the future happens in the future. But for okay. now, it's just been just a fun a fun thing to do. Uh, good stuff. Yeah. Any predictions for the, for the grade one champion? at the weekend oh, any listen, favorites or anything I, or? listen I, I mean I don't I, yeah that's a great question I, I, I'm not so you're not attached to a grade one band at the no moment. no it's great I, like, it's listen, <laughs> like, listen I think Scottish Power is going to do a really good job at the concert tonight I think that'll get a lot of buzz I think you know they won the drumming at the last at the last thing I think Scottish Power is one of those bands that can kind of sneak through you know Field Marshal's always been my number one for piping without question for me personally um, but uh, you know a band like Scottish Power has got just so much you know they've got a good thing going on on all fronts I've been listening to SFU's drum corps, been really impressed with them. I don't know what's going to happen, but my point is there's a crap load of good bands. We've got 16 judges, 16 results. So it means that we've got a lot of sort of numbers going into the equation. I think, I think that a band like Scottish Power could maybe. You know, they've got they're they're, they're high up and probably everything just enough to, to pull this off, and, and that's that's my prediction. <laughs> With no no emotional attachment, just I, I just decided that yesterday. Fantastic. Thanks very much. Yeah, we'll that. see what happens. Um, anything else going on with yourself outside of sort of drumming for drinks and Worlds Week and playing for Hawthorne? Just continually trying to innovate in my business or in my company with the Thai Fry brand. Um, uh, Trying to do as much teaching as I can. Um, That's a passion of mine, uh, teaching bass and tenor drummers around the world. yeah, I've got, a, I've got a lot of things in the works for the future, and uh, I wish I could talk about them all right now. But um, I'm really just excited about, uh, yeah, I'm, I've been more, never more, <laughs> I know this is funny coming from me, I've never been more energized than I am now. <laughs> to everyone's detriment. <laughs> the batteries in my dictaphone were half flat, they're now fully energized. Perfect, after yeah. After a chat with you, Perfect. Tyler. Brilliant. Uh, well, thanks very much. Um, to wrap this up, we're going to ask you the same question we ask everyone oh, no. at the end of a Big Rab Show interview. What's your favourite cheese? I hate cheese. Oh, ooh! No, che- oh, cheese is, is horrible. No, anyone that knows me, any of my best friends, they know I'm fromageophobic. I hate cheese. And the gooier and the smellier, the worse. <laughs> and so when I'm in a country like Switzerland, you know where they put the five moldiest cheeses oh, possible in one big yeah. fondue? 
Oh, that's enough to make me. Uh, I'll, that was your worst. I, run, I have to run off to. <laughs> I, vomit? Can I say vomit? Vomit. Oh, you, you can. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. Yeah. So, in conclusion, a better question: When what's the worst cheese? And what is the worst cheese? The, the smelly, moldy ones. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a connoisseur. I don't know. I, I well, that's got to do with drumming. Right? Oh, and we've got Scott Curry here as well. <laughs> Scott, while you're here, what is your favourite cheese? My favourite cheese. Uh, the cheesier the better. <laughs> so the complete opposite. This is the first time I've had an interview gate crashed. I think on the podcast. Scott normally hates attention too. It has to be extra cheesy, uh, and the more cheesy the better. Especially if Tyler's at the same table or in the same room. He hates cheese. I love it just for that reason. Just for that reason, just to annoy Tyler. Yeah, Excellent. I love it. That's another big rap show exclusive. Yeah, there you go. Well, Scott, while you're here, might as well have a little interview if you're if you're free for a couple of minutes. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, Tyler's just telling me you've been involved with drumming drinks from the start it was kind of your guys idea um, did you ever envision it would last this long or evolve into the sort of midweek monster it's become well you dream right you dream big uh, but we never ever for a second thought it would turn into what it is now you know it started out as two guys sitting on a plane Tyler's probably already had this conversation with you that two guys sitting on a plane having a margarita let's just run a a drumming contest but make it like no other and just the the drummers come on and they get to do what they want to do for five minutes and show people what they can do and we just got the resources together to make it happen the first year and it's always good fun at a sound check and and I think the first year I think we had 250, 300 people we were expecting that we thought if we got 100 people through the door it would be good but it just seemed to make a connection with people and we came along it turned into a crazy day and uh, the the guy who won that day Steve Foley uh, he pretty much left with his £500 cash straight into the bar and he spent the whole (laughs) thing in one round excellent he pretty much bought bought everyone beer and that's that's where they're kind of drumming for drinks he, he set the standard. Incidentally, no one's ever done that since. Oh, really? So, so, yeah, that's a bit of a challenge. Maybe get in that bar and splash and it around. Splash you know? it absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we're here today, we've seen, again, speaking to Tyler about the, the British Drum Company. Sure. Uh, big promotion for that today, the new Axial Drums. Any words on, on that today? It's, it's very exciting. Uh, uh, from, from my perspective, I don't think there's been this much buzz about drums for... 32 years since HDS first came out. I, I, I would be 14 years old then, I think, when I first heard the HTS 200. I was at Glen Rothis, like everybody else was, listening to Jim Patrick and his short score playing them. And they, they didn't look like any other drum, they didn't sound like any other drum. And uh, that certainly what inspired me to join Jim's score and be part of that sound. Uh, and that changed my drumming life for sure, being part of that. But I think we're at that point again. 32 years down the road and here's a new instrument that's been built from the ground up completely different new technology in it same with the bass and tenor drums the challenge is always to get them as light as you can sounding as great as they can sound as resonant as they can sound and just make it the best instrument for for the drummer and I think that's what the the company's managed to pull off with the snare drums and the bass and tenor drums so it's just nice to see the drums finally in the flesh to hear what they sound like people can come up and touch them feel them play them it's yeah it's just it's good I think I think the moment's right for it as well the pipe band so I'm excited to hear the first chord playing it I've had a shot at the drums a little jam with the guys uh, and I love them but I think the, the, the next challenge is 
let's get the first drum corps out there playing the drums and get out there competing with them and seeing how they stand up against the other drums because there's so many great drums in the market uh, it's not like there's a weak drum and a strong drum I think all the instruments in the market are phenomenal right now uh, and that's the new kids in the block if you like the, the, it's, the, the pressure's not on them the pressure's on us guys in the British Drum Company to get the, the drum in there and compete in amongst it so yeah it's going to be interesting but good times ahead I think and it's closest for us today on who's going to be the first core to play the first new set of drums do you know what I think that's uh, you, need, you need to get past the, the security guys at BDC for that <laughs> one I don't even know who it's going to be okay uh, We'll see. We'll uh, see. We'll see. Um, but it's it, well, for sure there'll, there'll definitely be guys out there next season playing them. But um, I'm, I'm not privy to it. And even if I was, I'd, I'd probably <laughs> I'd, I'd be the shortest lived endorser experience of all time if I, if I gave that up in less than 24 hours. I think. That's fair enough. I can't blame you for that. So, um, so drumming for drinks has been going since 2006. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. What is the one act or one or two acts that sticks out in your mind as either being the best? the worst or most ridiculous oh well yeah they're, they're, or all of the above well there's, 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 there's plenty that tick all those boxes I think um, I think we've had we might have had a Mr Blobby we've had bananas we've had um, someone come on and shave his hair on the stage um, we've had well, Steve Foley in the first year uh, he, he, he inflated his bass drum which was great but uh, they came on in, in Inverness capes and took the stuff off it was like the film one A and going oh man this this, this isn't what this is about it wasn't what you envisioned like five but the, five guys in tight hot pants uh, if that's your thing that's your thing but sparkly hot pants I should add so I don't know if that's why they won or if it was because it was such a great performance but it won so all sorts of things work in terms of great performances I, I'm say Gareth McLeese has come on and played extremely well over the years Stephen Shedden last year was phenomenal and I think he's doing the same routine again this year pressure's on him he's he's a defending champion if you like so Stephen's uh, got to come on and try and do it again and Stephen's won it I think three times I was just going to ask has anybody won it a couple of times sort yeah. of in a row and yeah there are so Stephen Shedden's probably the one who's been the most successful he's won it three years and uh, hard man to beat so we'll see maybe this year's the year that really doesn't but but everyone comes in and they pour everything into it. We, we, they, they don't get loads of notice, you know. That maybe we, we get we, we tighten up the acts June time at the latest, start of July. So we, that gives people time to they, they know what their commitments are for World's Week by that time, and they can give us a clear answer in a short amount of time whether they can or can't do it. But uh, it gives them time also to say, okay, what we're going to do? We're just going to play what the band's playing, or they're going to give it a bit of thought. And there's some people who actually want to do it, and, and they've actually got an idea already in their head. And then when they get eventually invited to do the job, they actually go, okay, it's time to put this into action, and, and they go for it. So yeah, you, you see, you see all sorts here that, that you never see two performances the same. That's that's the cool thing about it. And I think we've got a lot of variety this year. We've got 17 performers. They're all going to do something different, and. The good thing is they're all excellent musicians and there's, there's nothing there to disappoint anyone. That's, there's, no, there's no bad music here, it's all good. It's just it's pure entertainment. The whole idea is just it's an afternoon of fun, it's like a, a live game show. 
show. Ah, exactly. Yeah, live audience, yeah. live game show. It's longer than a game show, obviously. It's yeah. like three and a half, almost four hours. But and it's audience vote for the winner, isn't audience it? Audience vote as well, yeah. yeah. So they, they don't get any input. They, they, I don't know why they vote. I don't know if it's because that's my boy, or, that, or, or that's my sister, or whether it's he's in my band, or whether it's the best act, or whatever. I don't know. There's, there's no rules to the judging as such, but... It, uh, yeah, it's, it's worked that, that way for a long time. What we do find, because it's a large audience and a large number of votes, that there's no one ever winning it with like 100 votes or 200 votes. It's, it's not like politics, right? It's like because everyone has maybe their loyalty or affinity to a person or what, for whatever reason, or they just like that act, we find that the votes are always quite close. So you might find that uh, it's almost an even split. But usually the, the, the winner is sticking out a little bit. But it does tend to be close amongst others. Excellent. Good stuff. Well, guys, we're uh, looking forward to having a great day. Thank you very much for giving us all access to the whole uh, event. Uh, we've got DJ McIntosh down the front there ready to do his live streaming. Uh, we'll do some more. Give us a wave, DJ. <laughs> we are delighted to have you and you've got a free reign to do what you want speak to who you want you're welcome and we love having you here just thanks, thanks for coming thanks for this guys uh, any, any final words? no thanks for being here big rab guy I'm looking forward to hanging out all day let's do it cheers guys cheers. thank you very much cheers. thank you so I'm standing here drumming for drinks 2019 with none other than Al Murray pub landlord as everyone might know him better as or just Al Al pleasure to meet you likewise probably the last man on earth I thought we'd walk into drumming for drinks during Worlds Week at Piping Live well maybe but um, uh, those that know and those that don't know I'm I'm uh, one of the directors of British Drum Co and uh, we have just got this new drum the Axial with, with, with Jim um, we, you know start at the top is always my motto with things like this and the Royal Marines have just taken our marching drums so we're, we're up to our neck I'm up to my eyeballs in drums yeah. I'm not even up to my neck up to my eyeballs so is this your first experience in Glasgow during this big festival yes it is I mean it, it's a legendary event and, and word reaches you about it um, but I've not been to it before um, the extent to which Jim is centre of this um, universe is the most extraordinary and beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing here. what I love about this if you went to a drum kit event like this a drum set event like this everyone would be acting cool they wouldn't be they wouldn't just be mucking and drinking sitting on benches and having a fun and yeah. a bit reserved a bit a bit too worried about their haircut and uh, there's none of that there's none of that here I'm not saying they're all dweebs <laughs> we're, we're all big hard pipe band nerds I'm really sorry well, yeah but, it's, but it's, it's it's a very different atmosphere and because in the in the drum kit well we always have this sense you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it drink whereas right here they're drinking yes yeah, so always that's the first thing we do <laughs> <laughs> Before we pick up an instrument, it's the drink first. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so tell us a bit more about British Drumco. Well, British Drumco is uh, does what it says on a tin, to use that worn-out phrase. We hand-make um, drums, so drum set, uh, marching and pipe drums in the UK in our factory in Stockport. We launched four years ago when there were two of us, me and Keith, and now there's 22 of us. Uh, uh, everything is made... Uh, uh, in, in the UK, the parts, metal parts are sourced from the UK, if at all possible, and um, it's the most ex- exciting and uh, extraordinary thing to be involved in, because I've all, I played drum kit since I was a kid, since I was nine, it's been a lifelong sort of passion of mine and hobby, so to actually be involved on a, on a, on a professional level with it is so exciting, and the, the engineer we have, a guy called Alan Kitching, who's from Edinburgh, is a super smart guy. 
and if people have seen the axial drum at this event, that's all his. That's all his work, all his thinking. Um, getting the getting the stress into the drum because, of course, with a pipe drum, it's got to be light. It's got to be strong. It's got to cope with the tension. And you buggers want it cheap. <laughs> so, um, so you know, it's got it's got to land on all four of those feet. And, and with the marching drum, the similar emphasis is on it being light and strong, and particularly it being light. And um, we launched those drum at the, drums at the Royal, Hall, Royal Albert Hall in March with the Royal Marines core drums. And, uh, you know, they're a kilo lighter than the, than the equivalent of the drum they were using before. And I'm thinking kilo, shmilo, whatever. And then we're at the concert. <laughs> they stood there. They come on and they do the bit. And then they stood while the mass bands of the Royal Marines play for a good half hour. And they're thinking, that kilo, right now, I'm glad. That, that kilo, I'm happy with that. So, it, it, you know, it's a very... What, what, but what's great about British Drum Co is we are... We have a team of people working across all three fields and and taking the lessons learned from one and putting them into the other and all that sort of thing. And our shell manufacturing process, is, we think, is unique and is a, a cold-breast lamination thing. We don't use heat, we don't bake shells, we don't we don't um, uh, use light-activated glues or any of those things. We leave them to set and they're, and they're cut with a Stanley knife by hand with a guy with a steel ruler. So there's no big manufacturing machine well, turning them out. Well, we, no, the shells aren't machine made but on the uh, the um, axial is a thing called the end circle which is it's machine cut bearing edge so every single bearing edge is identical okay is it, and, and absolutely to the to the tenth of a millimeter identical and super strong because it's made from a super high density um wood composite so so uh, 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 the shell's cut with a standing knife by hand but the bearing edge is done with a with a machine that can do that so we've got a blend because we always think what's the best solution to each to each problem and we try and find the answer that way excellent so, so are we going to see you strapping on a, a pipe band snare drum any point this week oh Christ I hope not that <laughs> 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 no, was nice and light but um, uh, no I mean no, no. The, the thing that, uh, the thing that stuns me at this is you know playing drum set you're often worrying about your, your, your axes of coordination your hands and your feet um, but the people's hands at this, the, 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 the pipe drumming hands here, whoa, my God, you know, and you look at it and you think, you know, this is a, a different league and a diff- it's a different language as well, it's a different drumming language, which is, which is always fascinating. You think, what can I steal? <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, are we going to see you at the World Pipe Band Championships on Saturday? Are you up in Glasgow no, for a I, few days? No, no, I'm only here for today. I can okay. only make. I can only make today because I've, I've just been at the Edinburgh Fringe doing my thing at the Fringe. So, so uh, managed to get away from that, come to this. Because also, we've you know we've started. With, we've been working with Jim for a while towards this drum. And I was promised this was the this was, this the, was the event. This was the event, and it evidently is. So, away from the drumming, how's everything going at the fringe? Oh, the, the other side of the career. Oh, oh, fantastic! You know, I'm I'm busy, and I go on tour in the autumn. Take this tour out again that I was doing in the spring. Take that out again, October, November, mid December. Big London show, I think, in in December. I don't know. Don't ask me. I don't know. Um, there's some telly bits of telly coming in, and. Uh, and I do a history podcast if people are interested in history. We love po- we'll, we'll podcasts. Called, it's good. We, we have ways of making you talk. Excellent. Just okay. me and a historian called James Holland. We talk about the Second World War because I'm interested in it, and he actually knows about it. Right. Okay. So it's quite a good it's quite a good partnership. But um, but this is the most, 
you know, the drum thing is the, is the sort of um, most exciting thing. And every year we look, we, we sort of move into a new mar- marketplace. Sounds, this sounds a bit cold, but into a new area. <laughs> And this is absolutely the nuts. That's the best way to describe pipe banders. Nuts, yeah. but a good nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, Al, you're more than welcome. Thanks for being here. Thanks for taking the time to chat to us. And hopefully we'll see you again soon. Lovely, thanks. Thank you. <laughs> there we have it. Thank you, Stephen, and to everyone there at Drumming for Drinks. I have to say, it was just the best time to have i don't know i didn't get there myself personally Uh, unfortunately i was kind of stuck here in northern ireland yeah but drumming for drinks seemed to be an absolutely incredible event and listening to everyone who was there they just said it was just off the chain in fact it was possibly one of the best drumming for drinks in living memory and it just seems to grow and grow and get bigger and bigger each and every year i cannot wait to see what 2020 will bring for drumming for drinks so thank you to everyone on the innovation percussion and to everyone involved in the organization there of drumming for drinks including the british drum company jim Kilpatrick percussion tyler fry scott curry all you guys just simply brilliant. Thank you for having us there. And yeah, Deej McIntosh and Stephen from the Grace Note Vortex had a ridiculously good time. I think they just had an absolute ball. They were incredibly busy, don't get me wrong, running around like idiots trying to grab interviews and videos and all sorts of stuff. But yeah, just had the best crack. So thank you to everyone uh, for having us there at Drumming for Drinks. What an incredible event. We cannot wait for next year. Hopefully the Big Rab Show team will be invited back again. We don't know. It hasn't been confirmed yet. But fingers crossed ourselves in the Big Rab Show. uh, We didn't make too much of a pest of ourselves. And we will be back at Drumming for Drinks next year. All being well. There you go. Well, guys. That's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thank you so much for listening this week. It's been kind of a bit of a catch-up, really. Uh, It's been a while since I've sat in here in the Rab Show studio and just had a good old chat with you guys. It's been great to catch up. And if anything, I want to say a special thank you to Deej McIntosh for all of your incredible work over the World Championship Week and Piping Live Week and all of that stuff. Uh, Mate, none of our coverage could have been done without you. And you were incredibly hardworking and just the best person possible uh, also shout out to andrew shilliday on the rab show team he also worked incredibly hard over world's week and all of that was just nuts and the sheer volume of work that we all had to churn out was just incredible and of course as we just heard there Stephen from the grace note vortex podcast muscled in and helped us out here on the big rab show team as he did in previous years Stephen, you're a legend my friend thank you very much now of course All of us on the Big Rab Show team worked tirelessly over what we call silly season and took a lot of planning, a lot of crazy amount of work in there. And like I said at the very beginning of the podcast, none of this would have been possible without the support of you guys on Patreon. So please do consider going along on Patreon. I know it sounds kind of like a a bit of a shill and I'm coming cap in hand, but honestly does mean the world to us whenever you guys go and click support for five dollars a month you get your hands on tons of extra stuff that never see the light of day on our radio show even on the podcast here or any of our social media it's all produced exclusively for patreon subs so you guys can be yeah rewarded for your five bucks a month plus you have the knowledge of that you're supporting a podcast that you may have been enjoying for a couple of years now we're over 130 odd episodes I'm having charged for one of them. So 
<laughs> if you do enjoy our podcast or even our radio show or anything that us guys are doing on the Rab Show, then please do consider helping support us. Go over there to our Patreon page, click that support button, and you too can be part of the Patreon faithful. Also, don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com. We've got tons of Rab Show merch over there. T-shirts, hoodies, towels even. which Loads of people have buying our towels. Uh, so go along, bigrabshow.com. There's loads of great stuff up there at the minute, including the Big Rab Show Awards. All of that. There's links to Fuse FM and you can go and listen as well as a few past episodes of the podcast are all up there. Plus our shop as well where you can go and buy your Rab Show merch and help support the show. There you go. That's it folks for another Rab Show podcast. Thanks. I mean it. Thank you so much for downloading. Our numbers have took a serious jump over this last few weeks. And yeah, it's just been really greatly appreciated. So thank you to everyone for clicking download and telling your mates about our wee show. And if anything, yeah, continue to do so. And join us through these winter months as we've got tons more stuff coming your direction. We have the Belfast Tattoo. We have, of course, I'm going to Stone Mountain. So that's going to be all sorts of awesome. Um, We've got so much stuff coming your direction in the winter months. You might think I get a winter break, but oh, no, no. The pipe band world never sleeps and neither do I. <laughs> so, yes, we shall fly on. We'll see you right here on the Rab Show podcast next week. Until then, all the best. Well, that's it for another big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much to our sponsors, G1 Reads, played by bands around the world, including our current world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out TheBigRabShow.com for all of your merch and to be kept up to date with all the news, views and chat throughout the week. Also, check us out on Patreon and become some of the Patreon faithful for loads of extra content for just $5 a month. Until next time, guys, thanks for checking out The Rab Show podcast and we'll see you all next week. All the best. <laughs>